Hello and welcome to Entmoot, the Battle Games in Middle-Earth podcast all about the Middle-Earth strategy battle game from Games Workshop. I'm Harry and this is episode 36 and we're on a run. We're absolutely on a run. I think if I release this on time, which of course things may not work out, um, if I release this on time we'll have had three episodes in the very short space of only, uh, I think, a week and a half, two weeks. Um, So very exciting because we're really on a run. I feel the hype building in this country, uh, in the UK, for games to return. Um, Restrictions have ended. We're allowed to hug one another at the moment, which means uh, this week I'll be playing my very first toy soldier game in many, many months. Um, I cannot wait. And of course, I'll be recording a podcast for the reason. Uh, We'll be following the the, the missions from the the Quest of the Ringbearer, which you may remember I did a podcast on with Tim um, in bloody hell it would have been October now so so we'll we'll continue the scenarios and we'll do some um previews and list reviews and sorry scenario reviews uh, in a few few episodes or I think it'll probably be next episode actually maybe either way very exciting we're on the horizon we're cresting over the hill uh, and we can see the horizon and it's absolutely fantastic uh, here in the UK and of course tournaments are back on the agenda and I'm, I'm actually not going to a lot of them um because Essentially, uh, I've got so many things going on, but I will be covering tournaments. I'll be going to them. It's going to be very exciting. And of course, I've got my big tournament in the second week of July as well. So we'll have loads of coverage of that coming up in July as well. So there's just so much happening in the next few weeks. It's going to be really exciting. I've got loads of podcasty stuff going on. And uh, I also got some video stuff planned for Battle Games in Middle Earth, the YouTube channel. So it's all go. So what's happening in this episode I hear you ask well I will res- I will respond I will respond to that the answer is I'm going to be doing the final sort of uh, for a while anyway virtual tournament so um essentially um, I couldn't resist talking about this tournament because essentially uh it's it's called entmoot and I was like oh I've got to I've got to do something with this this stuff so today we're covering Entmoot, the 2021 tournament based in Sydney. So we'll hear from some Australians who are, of course, already allowed to play toy soldiers. But first, I'm going to build myself an army for it. Yes, that's absolutely right. I'm building an army, not for Mordor. I'm going to be building an army for Entmoot, um, because uh, this is a 500-point tournament, uh, singles tournament, one day only, three matches uh, in Sydney, uh, I believe is correct. Uh, yes, oh no, it's actually, it's in New South Wales, but it's near Sydney. Um, it's Katai, um, so apologies, I don't know where that is exactly, but either way, it's very exciting. Uh, it's somewhere in New South Wales, or it's certainly the person I'll be talking to in a few minutes' time is from Sydney. So this is very exciting. Um I'm going to delve into some of the restrictions on this because we haven't really done that in a while. We've just built lists with no, uh, you know, no reckless abandon, basically. So uh, it's a 500 point tournament, uh, three uh, three matches on four by four tables, and they say that the terrain will be preset by the TA TO, and you're not allowed to move it unless st- unless otherwise stated. So uh, very strict, very strict stuff. Um, it's twenty five dollars per ticket. And uh, hopefully you'll be able to uh, uh, get a ticket if you're not if you're not already going. But I suspect it might be too late by the time we've uh, finished this episode. But either way, uh, twenty five dollars seems pretty good for one day. Um, then we've got so we've got a nine thirty start, so that's nice and early, and it finishes up at, f- at half five, which is cool. Um, so 
Let's have a look at some of the uh, the restrictions. So some of the rules, uh, some of the scoring system is really unusual. I've never heard anything like this. Um, you get a tournament point for um, calling three different heroic actions in the game, um, which is cool. You get a tournament point for ambush, which is kill or remove from play a total of five models from your opponent's force before having a model killed or removed. More on that later. Um, I think it's... Is that every... Uh, I think it's every match you get that, so that's pretty good. Um, then there's a variety of different kinds of victories. You get heroic victory, victory, and fyric victory. So you get 18 for her- heroic victory, which is defeat opponent by plus five, uh, five po- sorry, five or more points, and by doubling their scoring. So that's uh, you know it's like a major minor sort of victories, isn't it? Then uh, a normal victory you get 15 points for for de- defeating the opponent, and fyric victory you just get defeat the opponent by one or two points. So then you get a draw for 10, uh, heroic defeat lose to opponent by only by one or two points so it's the opposite for uh, the hit the defeat so you get eight five and three for the opposite in the defeats so there you go uh, and then you sort of randomly drawn against other people now and um, then we've got scenarios to think about so uh, basically before each round there'll be a dice roll and either you'll get one of uh, the following things so you get uh well it's kind of yeah it's kind of like um like the match play guide but still slightly different so um, it's going to be um, you, you roll a dice and then uh, well, this is, it's very confusing actually so uh, okay here you go so you, first first match you either on a one you get objective scenarios wait is that right oh I see no oh okay yeah sorry apologies so either uh, on a one you get uh, you get object, object scenarios two you get hold objectives you get three you get leader scenarios four you get maneuvering five you get kill the enemy and six you get unique scenarios okay so if you roll a one you can either get seize the prize or destroy the supplies you roll the two which is hold objectives you get breakthrough and capture and control so essentially the match play things have been divided up into more little categories um, which is quite cool So and some of them have been chopped out so um, there's some good ones so you got breakthrough capture and control you can play uh, contests of champions or assassination storm the cab or reconnoiter lords of battle or to the death fog of war or clash by moonlight so there you go they're your options so there is a little bit of variation and it's completely random so um you know but as as with current um match play guide stuff essentially there are way more objective scenarios so you've got one two three yeah three that are objective scenarios so three out of the six options games you uh, you should get Sorry, half of the uh, games you should be playing um, objective scenarios. There's three games. Oh, I'm all over the place. I should have read this uh, in more detail. I thought it was one thing, and it's definitely not. Uh, okay, so th- then there's the leader scenarios and kill the enemy scenarios. There's two of them, and there's unique scenarios. So actually, it, it does feel like a pretty fair split if you wanted to go with an either objective, objective grabby army or a killy army. So uh, finally, some special rules, which is really cool. Um, uh, I'll read this out. The drink was... It's an uh, entraft as a special rule. The drink was like water, indeed very like the taste of drafts they had drunk from the entwash near the borders of the forest, and yet there was some scent or savour in it which they could not describe. It was faint, but it reminded them of a smell of a distant wood borne from afar by a cool breeze at night. The effect of the draft began at the toes and rose steadily through every limb, bringing refreshment and vigour as it coursed upwards, right to the tips of the hair. Indeed, the hobbits felt that the hair on their heads was actually standing up, waving and curling. And growing so there you go uh, that's cool a uh, uh, little little bit there um this basically gives the lowest tier hero in your army list either plus one strength plus one defense or plus one fate that's really cool 
So you have to choose uh, the, the lowest tier. But it can't be a hero above a hero of fortitude. More on that in a bit. Uh, and good armies also get a, a defense buff um, basically once per turn, uh, once per battle, sorry. At the start of any phase, your har- army leader may call this heroic action. Essentially, it gives um, all friendly models within three inches either plus one strength or plus one defense. So that's really cool. And evil armies have exactly the same thing. So so there's a couple of little uh, funky little uh, gizmo uh, ideas, which I really like. So it's always cool to have that. Um, so with that in mind, what am I going to choose? I mean, really, there wasn't much point reading all those things out because, of course, I'm just choosing Ents. It's Entmoot, the podcast, and it's Entmoot, the tournament. If someone doesn't take Ents to this tournament, I'll be very, very disappointed. We'll find out uh, what people are taking uh, in a few minutes' time in the podcast. But first, I will delve into my list. It shouldn't take me long. So, <laughs> essentially, it's Treebeard with Merry and Pippin, of course, and Quickbeam and Beachbone. That's it. There you go. Done. Uh, Quick Beam's 140, Beach Bones 160, and Treebeard is 190. Merry and Pippin are 10 points to sit on top of uh, Treebeard. So, all in all, 500 points, five models. I don't think there are any restrictions on number of models, but either way, sometimes they get a bit funny about that. So, five models is a pretty good uh, army sort of number. And what's great about this is it's, it's filth, isn't it? Because um, you've got to kill three Ents. To break the army or shoot Merry and Pippin off the uh, top of the thing, uh, off the top of Treebeard. So it's actually a little bit mean. And of course, remember that bonus that I mentioned? One of your heroes, above, uh, which cannot be above the hero of Fortitude, gets plus one defense. Sorry, uh, plus one strength, plus one defense, or plus one fate. What do you think I'm going to give that to? Well, it just so happens that Quickbeam and Beachbone are heroes of Fortitude. That's right. So. I've had to think about this, and obviously, they're strength 8, defense 8, because they're, you know, Ents, which is pretty good, but, uh, so I, I'm not really, there's not really much point in giving them a strength or defense bonus, but what I can do is give them a fate, an extra point of fate, so that's exactly what I'm going to do. So, um, the lowest tier army uh, uh, hero in the army list gains one of the following, so I think I'm going to stick with... Um, I think I'm going to stick with... I really don't know, actually. I I think I'm probably going to stick with Beachbone um, because Beachbone is a bit more fighty. Uh, He's a bit more killy. So he might be targeted a bit more because he has the um, re-rolling wound rolls against orcs or akai goblins and all that sort of stuff so i think i'll go with him um i don't think it really matters because they're both exactly the same in uh, every way shape or form although quick beam has um has fight seven so he's slightly less fight value than beach bone but in the scheme of things i don't know if that'll matter that much maybe I'll, I'll flip a coin i'll flip a coin <laughs> uh, i'll flip a coin on the day i can't decide may uh, what do you think i should do would you give the extra fate point to Quickbeam, who has a lower fight value, or to Beachbone, who's more likely to be in the fights because he's got a higher fight value and has heroic strike and stuff? Um, actually, I think I probably would go with Quickbeam. Well, what, what would you go with? What would you go with? Let me know. Entmootpodcast at gmail.com. And what do you think to the force? So five Ents, um, of course, three, uh, two Hobbits, sorry, three Ents and two Hobbits, five models in the army. What do you think to that? Um, uh, let me know what you think about it. So um, 
this is interesting. So we've got the scenarios lined up. So we could have a, an objective scenario. We could have a, um, a, a leader scenario. We could have a maneuvering scenario. A kill the enemy scenario. A unique scenario. So, so it, it's a bit. It's it's interesting. Um, how would I play the games? It's four by four, and from what I know vaguely of Australian tournaments, there's usually a fair amount of to- uh, of terrain. So I feel like three ends are going to be okay. Um, you just basically, I just hope for the best. I'm, I'm guessing the sorts of forces I'll be playing against are things like Rangers of Athelion and uh, other shooty armies. So like your, I don't know, your your Lothlorians, your um, maybe some like canned hordes or things like that. Um, I'm not, I think anything like that would be annoying. But then again, Defence 8 against Athelion, 30 shots maybe a turn, but it's still sixes by fours or fives or whatever it is. So I think I'd be okay against that. I've got a heroic march with quick beam. That's good. Um, so, you know, I think it'd be all right. We'd see. We'd see. Um, basically, my job would be just to try and smash face and bludgeon as many things as I can to death uh, and also just have an amazing amount of fun with my uh, slightly buffed quick beam and um, ents with oodles of power. So... Yeah, that's what I'd do. Um, I'm, I'm still dis- debating which one I'd give the extra fate point to because I've just thought Quickbeam can get there quicker, so um, he might he might uh, he might not need the fate as much in combat as he would in uh, in shooting. But anyway, there you go. Uh, uh, let me know what you think. And that is the uh, Entmoot army pack. That is the Entmoot army. It feels time like we should go on an adventure and find out from one of the tournament organisers about what sort of armies are going to be going, and then we can make our predictions. But first, it's time for... Riddles in the Dark. A Yes, this is the time in the podcast where I delve into the email drawer uh, of emails because I uh, print them all off and store them in a very old-fashioned filing cabinet uh, because that's what I like to do, basically. Uh, now, that's not true. I just uh, look at my phone under my bed sheets because that's how the way sound uh, better on podcasts. Anyway, uh, a peek behind the curtains or the bed sheets there. Uh, anyway, we're <laughs> delving into riddles in the dark, which is uh, the time where I basically play a tiny clip from the movies or uh, The Hobbit or The Lord of the Rings films and then you have to say who is speaking next and what do they say in this clip. So, this was what we heard last time. Hmm, yeah, a lot of people got stumped by this one. So let's delve into the emails and see what people are saying uh, this time. Uh, Cameron Cochran is uh, getting in touch, and he's got a very long uh, uh, long email first, but let's uh, let's just get it, get, delve through it. Okay, here we go. So he says, uh, I hope you're fine and well at Entmoot HQ. Loving listening to your podcast once again. I always find myself pining for more once I've finished an episode. Thanks. Uh, thank you for shouting out my Instagram in the last episode. I really appreciate it. I must admit, I fangirled a little bit when you first started following me, and again when you gave me a shout out well that's very kind Cameron um, not much to add this time around apart from my guess for Riddle in the Dark here we go I've got to say this one I found slightly hard and it was because of the pig squeal yes you've uh, well identified uh, I originally thought it was Mordor orcs marching in Mordor when Frodo and Sam are in orc armour however after a few more listens I figured it out and then he says the correct answer I will not reveal just yet but well done Cameron Cochran um 
Uh, you say, as a Scotsman myself, I love the way he says this. Looking forward to the next podcast, and I'm currently making up a spreadsheet to see if I can afford to come down to Lincoln from Glasgow for the two bowers. This is the Lord of the Imps, my tournament. Uh, by the time you read this out, I'll either have booked on, or unfortunately it's not feasible. Hopefully it's the first. I can't remember, Cameron. I think you are coming, aren't you? Uh, last thing uh, to say is keep up the great work. I really appreciate all your Entmoot and Battle Games in Middle-Earth content. Much love. Keep safe. Yours in painting, Cameron Cochran. Paints on a four-up on Instagram. Uh, well done, Cameron. You're in the bag for the winner of the uh, Entmoot uh, uh, Riddle in the Dark this time. So, uh, Hamish Gentles is also in touch and he says, uh, he gets in touch, good morning! And <laughs> he said, goes straight into the line um, and he says, thanks to Jason and yourself for the list advice. Let's hope it may see some table time soon. Keep up the good work. Hamish gets the answer to the Riddle in the Dark, right? I'll read out the uh, full line in a second. And uh, yeah, Hamish asked me some asked for some advice and it got, um, in. I think it was on Thrangel's Halls, yes, and it got Jason Mountain to do the advice because I know I know nothing about Thrangel's Halls. Uh, if you're unsure of what I'm talking about, head over to uh, the previous episode. Right, uh, which would have been episode 34, I believe, uh, because we had a James Clark uh, uh, Articon special at 35. Then let's go to Chris Dan. Uh, episode 34 he's talking about hi Harry he says this is Chris Dan Chris Dan here he says and I'm loving your content really passing the time on my commutes to work oh I'm glad to hear that it's only recently I've started listening to your podcasts and have been working my way backwards oddly enough making the riddles easier who knew oh that's a great idea yeah most people start at number one and work their way through and catch up to modern day entmoots um, but yeah go do it that way around yeah you say who knew why doesn't everyone do it this way around yeah that's smart uh, anyway I can finally play along legitimately and I think the next line is from X saying X. Yes, I think you're exactly right. Uh, keep up the good, uh, the great work, and I look forward to taking part in each episode from now on. Thanks, Chris, for getting in touch and getting the correct answer. Dan says, uh, Dan Brock Holmes has also been in touch. He says, hello, Harry. Sorry it's been a long time. I had to go on an adventure to a desolate place with fire, ash, and lots of uncomfortable things just to drop a ring in some crack somewhere. I did try and rent an eagle, but none were available. Anyway, I know I'm late with profiles, but I really like Gandalf's profile, uh, a very nice utility piece with good options. I have the cart model, but I have been brave enough to assemble it yet uh, profiles I'm not keen on are army wide throwing weapons or shooting armies that ignore caps I know they aren't strictly profiles uh, and more play styles but that's all that springs to mind really yeah this is a continuation of uh, a conversation we've been having a few episodes running now about uh, what are your favourite profiles in the game whether they accurately reflect what Tolkien wrote or accurately, accurately reflect the characters from the films um, so yeah interesting I kind of agree Gandalf um, really does work because he's not too much of a fighter but he's good enough in combat that he'll you know beat an orc easy um, and also, yeah, the cart is really, really cool. Um, yeah, I kind of agree, actually. Army-wide throwing weapons and shooting armies are a little bit... I don't know. They're, they're not very fun to play against or as, but um, I think it's tough to, to balance that. You know, you, you kind of want elves to be able to shoot a lot, and they can't. But you kind of also think, well, Riders of Rohan should be able to ride their horse. I just don't think Riders of Rohan all should have a bow. Um but anyway, uh, and Rangers are, yeah. Anyway, so uh, uh, carry on his email. Sorry for the wall of text. Riddles in the dark. I knew this straight away. So let's hope it's right. The next line is X. Yes, and you're correct. As that is the sound of a war pig. Mm, we're starting to introduce the potentially the correct answer. Another great profile, actually. Anyway, many thanks. Dan, thank you very much for getting in touch again. 
Matteo Menasini uh, gets in touch um, and he uh, has an answer uh, to the, uh, the riddle in the dark. Iron foot has come. Ooh, what am I, what am I doing? Am I teasing ahead? It says, hi, Harry. Um, love the podcast from Riddles in the Dark, but for some reason I always seem to get them wrong or don't get them at all. I found the last few particularly challenging. This one, however, I am almost certain I got right. It is X advancing. And uh, there we go. Uh, you've got it right. Till next time, he says. Thank you very much, Matteo. Pete Cousins has been in touch. Uh, he says, on the Riddles in the Dark, on the last podcast, was an X-Line Sam. Who are they when they first see Harad in Athelion? Oh, I see where you're coming from. There is some sounds in there that make it sound like it could be an oliphant. It isn't, Dan. Uh, sorry, it isn't, uh, Pete. Apologies for that. But uh, try again next time. I'm sure you'll get the next one. Nathan Talbot's been in touch as well. Hi, Harry. Completely stumped this time on the podcast. Seems you've pushed this distracting back- background noises to a whole new level, and I can't place the scene at all. Keep it up, and I'll have to rewatch the films. I suspect maybe you're watching the wrong films because it is, of course, Dane Ironfoot arriving at the Battle of the Five Armies. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Dane Ironfoot, uh, wonderfully played by Billy Connolly. Um, excellent work. So uh, well done to all of those who got it right. Uh, a number of you getting it right this time. Not an overwhelming email uh, inbox, which is good, probably because of the less amount of time and because I didn't do it so easy. But let's have another riddle in the dark because we've got to keep you challenged until the next podcast. So here is today's clip. So all you have to do is basically say who speaks next and what do they say? All right, there it is, there it is. Okay, let's have another listen, let's have another listen. So, who speaks next, what do they say? One final time, the riddle in the dark for this episode. Okay, if you think you know who that is and what they say next, get in touch with the podcast, entmootpodcast at gmail.com. That's entmootpodcast at gmail.com. All you have to do is uh, drop me a note, um, say entmoot36 or something, or riddling the dark answer, or whatever the hell you want. Uh, drop me a message on the uh, Battle Games in Middle Earth Facebook page as well, uh, wherever you want to do it. Just follow us on there. I mean, you can even do it on the Instagram if you want, or YouTube channel, God knows where you want to put it. I'll pick it up somewhere and send it into the inbox, and I'll pick it up there. Uh, get in touch, entmutepodcast at gmail.com if you think you know who speaks next and what they say. So, uh, with that in mind, there's lots of other things to talk about. I also want to get your opinions about tournaments. Are you excited for the return of big events? Now, uh, though, by the time you listen to this, uh, it will be possible to play games with one another. Um, so, maybe many of you have had your first game. What was it like playing that first game in person after so many months. Uh, I know many of you are in uh, the UK listening, of course many of you around the world as well. Uh, Was it all that it was cracked up to be after all this time? Was it just such a relief to finally have toy soldiers to move around the table? Let me know, I'm really interested. And are you excited for tournaments? Because I know I am, I really am. I've got the Articon ticket sorted, I'm very excited. I've got loads of tournaments booked in for the next few months. Um, But some people of course are a bit more cautious, a bit more uh, anxious perhaps, or a bit, you know, maybe just a bit wary or uh, whatever it is I'm really interested I want to know 
Are you excited? Are you going to be going to tournaments uh, this summer? I really want to know your opinions on that. Um, get in touch, entmookpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, it'd be nice to hear because next uh, podcast I'll be, um, I won't be at tournaments, I will be playing games, um, but I won't be at tournaments. So I really kind of want to uh, reflect on those first initial games and the excitement ahead of those first tournaments, particularly here in the UK, at the end of June when uh, things are allowed to happen again. So uh, get in touch, entmookpodcast at gmail.com if you think you know the answer to the riddle in the dark uh, for this podcast or if you have some comments on uh, tournaments and whether you're excited to finally get some games in over a couple of days. Now, with that in mind, let's head to Australia once more and let's talk to the owner, the runner, the T.O., T.O., the uh, tournament organiser of Entmoot in New South Wales, where, of course, tournaments are very much underway. Let's have a chat, because there were some special rules. We already delved into them earlier when I built my list. But I wanted to delve into the army lists too, so let's have a look at the competitors for Entmoot in Australia. Mr. Bilbo, where are you off to? Stop, I'm already late! So we welcome to Entmoot, the organiser of Entmoot. It's Jonathan Byrne. Hello. Hey, how you going? I'm I'm doing very well, thank you. Uh, nice to be able to get you on the podcast, especially with the uh, sort of co- coincidence of the names. Um, but for, first of all, Jonathan, uh, how uh, how are you? And um, how is toy soldiering going um, down under? And and tell me a little bit about your hobby history. How long have you been involved in SBG? Oh, geez, okay. <laughs> it's a big well, question, I know. <laughs> let's start at the top then. So uh, it's been a bit hectic, you know, as you know, with COVID and all that wonderful, wonderful, yeah. spicy fun time. <laughs> um, as to regards to actual hobby, we finally started to get back into the swing of things earlier this year with a few small tournaments and seeing how things are going. Actually, last year we managed to do... Uh, round robin and do um, the Australian Masters uh, light, as it were. <laughs> yeah. Did a small version of that, so that was pretty fun. I managed to actually get in by getting second in one oh, of the well. heats. And I was just like, yes, I'll take it. <laughs> Don't find deal. Why can't you work for me? Because <laughs> I got in with Bolg. I got in with Bolg. <laughs> Ooh, nice. We like a bit of Bolgy action. Oh, bloody Bolg. Uh, he's a bit of a slacker, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been uh, been generally quite nice to to get some tournaments going, I'd imagine, and, and oh, the excitement sure. must be building for hosting your own tournament um, in the next couple of weeks. Oh uh, yeah, uh, so this is actually my first time running a tournament. So this is all me going, oh god, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, amazing. Well, that's that's cool, and it is. From what I gather, it's this weekend. Is that right? It's not, yeah, um, it's, it's this Sunday in Australia. So we'll be getting together about twelve, fourteen people, which is pretty damn good. I'm I'm pretty pleased. Just punch us for it. Yeah, because I, 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 I mean, I don't just tell me whereabouts is happening because it, it's it it says on the map Katai, New South Wales. I don't know where that's close to. Is that close to Sydney? Is it? Close it's to a suburb Canberra? of Sydney, so it's. On the outskirts, so it's not like, you know, all the smog and nasties. It's actually a rather nice area with a 
the fellow who's running it, he's um more sorry, the fellow who's helping me run it, uh, owns the the store there, so I'm buying the prizes off him and that's my uh hiring of the hall fee. So I'm like, well that's fair enough, I'll buy the prizes from you. Yeah, okay, that seems a pretty good deal, actually. Uh, nice. And, okay, so with with that in mind, um, mm. I've already built my army. I've uh, uh, Everyone listening has heard me build my army because I couldn't resist just throwing my uh, my sort of two cents in. Mm. So I'll give you my army list. Okay. Uh, it's Treebeard mm-hmm. with Merry and Pippin riding him. Of course. Uh, it's Quickbeam. Mm-hmm. And it's Beachbone for exactly 500 points worth of, of Ents because, well, I couldn't not do that. Of um, course. Which is really exciting. So you've got five models because you've got, obviously, Merry and Pippin sitting on the back mm-hmm. of the Ents. But uh, that's my army. But you've got some unusual restrictions and, you, and some special rules. I um, do. We've already touched on these um, uh, already in the building the army section. But just, just briefly sort of run me through the, the headlines of those special rules mm. and, and what... What that I suppose that means for people who've who've been building the armies before we delve into them. For sure. So, um, what I wanted to do was add some fun because usually when I go to the tournaments, it's like, cool, here's your army. It has to be, you know, this, that, and the other thing. You know, be serious. Don't have too much fun. I'm like, well, no, we're mm. going to have a little bit of fun with this. So, <laughs> I t- went through the books and I went through the movies. I was like, Ent Drought. Oh, I could do something with this. Ent Mood. Okay, we're playing this. <laughs> so, um, Ent Drought, which is one of the special rules that I've um, added to this tournament. Shock, horror, and all gasp. <laughs> um, basically says, uh, pick the lowest tier hero in your army and they can, they then receive the bonus of the Ent Drought, which is either plus one strength, plus one defense, or plus one fate. You have to pick one yep. of the three, of course. Um, and if you have multiple heroes of the same tier, then you pick whichever one you feel like. So if I had Tariel and, um, I don't know, some other hero of Valor from the Mirkwood list, like a Mirkwood Elf Captain or something, I could pick Tariel or I could pick um, the Captain. I'm with you. I'm with you. So, and it's specifically for fortitude heroes or something, isn't uh, fortitude it? Fortitude so or below. Not, oh, fortitude or below. Yeah. So, I guess the idea being, don't give you know some massive, big, nasty, extra strength, extra fate, or something like that. Well, no. So, it was it was to encourage the lower tier heroes because everyone runs, you know, well, not everyone runs, but a lot of people like running like you know the big heroes like Bolg or, um, uh, Azog. Flandil, Elrond, Saruman, like, you know, all, all the big names. I'm like, no, yeah. let, let's let's tone it down a little, get get the little guy in on the action. And I suppose it gives, uh, gives those, especially at 500 points, it gives those normal little characters a bit of an extra boost, which is really cool. So um, that's an exciting uh, addition as well. There are, and, and you've got another one as well, you've got sort of a special, special dra- uh, uh, sort of army bonus which is like a heroic action mm. but you get a plus one or plus uh, plus one strength or defense per um that wants per game essentially for for that phase which is pretty cool yeah so um basically the idea behind that was just to go well let's have some fun and give some tactical play to the game because you know later on you've got no mind you're basically relying entirely on your fight values and um you know it just to me, it, it just seems a, a little bit lacking. Like, you get those cool roles where Sebastian beats Smaug, and it's just like, well, Sebastian's beating the dragon. We've got this, mates. 
<laughs> Absolutely. That's what we want to be uh, encouraging, any kind of unusual thematic mm. uh, thing that you can invent a story behind, like you say, Sebastian uh, against Smaug. You can sort of conjure up some story of, I don't know, the fact that Smaug is scared of hedgehogs or exactly, he got right. a needle in the completely wrong place and <laughs> on his toe. That's and a bad touch, bad touch. <laughs> yeah, you've got a septicebia. Anyway, so uh, stuff See like it. that, which it, it mm. always invents uh, so, great stories. So the way it works is we've got, for good armies... We've got Curse and Brood and Branch, and I've had a little bit of theme, like, you know, where Tree Beard's going, oh, Simon shouldn't have done this, he's a wizard, he should know better, or gets all cranky and um, wants to stop this, so... And he laments Absolutely. about the trees having died that were his friends and, you know, getting rather upset about the whole thing. So, once per battle, at the start of any phase, your army leader, so it has to be your leader, not, not your, I don't know... Elf Captain Timmy can't call this. It has to be, you know, the supreme leader of your army. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, for free, in any phase, um, even if they have zero might left. If they do so, all friendly good models within three inches gain either plus one strength or defense, but not both. This counts as the heroic action for that phase. And and the evil version is plus one fight value or plus one strength, which I hadn't picked yes. up on. I thought they were both the same, which is pretty cool actually. So mm. um, you give. I, f I feel like that'd be great for elves because you, you can get the plus one strength to uh, uh, everyone for one phase, and for evil models, it'd be great for those orcs to gain that plus one fight. That's oh, uh, for sure. That's a really cool idea. I like it. Well, the idea behind it was because I mean. You know, if I'm an elf, I'm going to be inspired in a different way, or a human, inspired in a different way to than an orc, right? Like, I'm not just going to go, yeah. oh, I shall fight better because I've been inspired. Well, yes, you could be, but generally it's acts of strength or acts of heroism or, you know, like Boromir getting shot, but then going, no, that's okay, I'm fine, <laughs> I'm going to keep yeah. fighting. Absolutely. Well, I love the theme behind it, and um, and with that in mind, mm. let's let's have a delve into some lists because oh, I sure. know people love uh, delving into lists, and there are, as you said, twelve players. So we'll try and That's rattle through some of these as quickly as we possibly pay. can. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't want to uh, don't want to take too long, but. Um, mm. Because it's, it's 500 points, it gives mm -hmm. us a lot to think about. So, um, shall I start with the first one? I, I'm going straight through your sort of uh, slides uh, oh, that yeah. you put up. So, it's I think it's alphabetical. Um, uh, it's, it's just whatever order Facebook put it up in. So, we'll Fair see okay. how it goes. <laughs> see how it goes. We might uh, be a bit all over the place. But um, let's start with Adam Jenkinson, who mm -hmm. has submitted an army of the Iron Hills and survivors of Lake Town. Although army might be calling it a strong, uh, it might be a strong <laughs> word because it's more like a little skirmish force. It Hero Dane Iron Foot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Dane Ironfoot with boar, uh, of course, uh, is a rocket sausage, as people call it. Of course. Uh, the Iron Hill captain with a goat. He gets the end draft, so that's the plus one strength. That's uh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, that'd be good. It'd be strength five with the uh, lance as well. So, yeah, he'll be nice. Uh, Iron Hill captain with goat, again, 90 points. Mm -hmm. And then the final uh, uh, guy is bard with armor horse and the great bow for 155 points. So he's five points under. He's got four models, but those models are pretty hard-hitting models mm. and pretty mobile, actually. You know, you've got lots of movement, lots of heroes, Um Lots of might, and you've even got uh, some lances and charge bonuses, which is pretty epic. What do you think? Indeed, actually, Adam and I were talking about this list just the other day, and he pointed out to me Master of Battle can copy the heroic action of Curse and Rudin Branch or um, uh, 
who now has the strength to stand against the armies of Mordor and Isengard. Like, oh. <laughs> and, and they've got that on the captains as well, haven't yes, they? It's like so, five plus master of battle. So, so Dane gets on a four this. plus and captains go yeah. on five plus. And I was like, well, if this works, it's going to be glorious. And That'll I'm going to allow it. filthy. But <laughs> you, you good grief! <laughs> I, well, I, yeah, I, just having master a battle on a on all here uh, an all hero army is pretty pretty filthy. And oh, uh, yeah. with Bard there as well, with all the bonuses. Um, uh, the, actually, Bard, Bard won't get as many bonuses, will he? Because there's no kids with him. But yeah. either way, it's still pretty pretty good. Oh, it's pretty fun. Awesome! List. I love the list. Um, to, it appeals yeah, to I, my I dwarf. Really like it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to delve into the next one, which I've oh, got sure. down Sounds as Jack good. Ryan's? Yep. Got it. Go for it. So we've got Jack Ryan's running Rohan, the Riders of Faden Legendary Legion. So I've not used Legendary Legions myself because I usually run the Hobbit armies, but that's okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So his first warband's obviously Rohan. Shock horror. I don't know. (laughs) But um, so we've got Faden, King of Rohan, with his armoured horse, heavy armour and shield coming in at 100 points. We've got three Riders of Rohan for 42 Another three riders of Rohan with throwing spears at 32. Why is it 42? Yeah, that's just two. Oh, is it two? Oh, my screen's a little bit off. That's all right. That's better. I was like, what the heck? That can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's see. Uh, then we've got a royal guard with horse and throwing spear. He's got another royal guard with horse. And then that's his second warband. War mm, it's pretty, pretty spicy. Got a few tricks. Uh, he's got, uh, for a second warband, he's got Aemer, right, Marshal of the Riddermark, with his horse, shield, and throwing spears. That's a bit, it's a bit rough. <laughs> Aemer's done some good work in the past when he's played against me. Uh, got some more Royal Guard of Horses and Throwing Spears, a pair of them. He's got two runners of Rohan. For his third warband, he's actually gone to the, I believe it's the War in Gondor, oh, can't remember the exact name. Book where he's got Elfhelm, Captain of Rohan of Horse, and he's given that character the Entrault with plus one defense. And two riders of Rohan with throwing spears. And then clocks in just at a cool 500 points and 16 models. Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, I, I, I kind of wonder, I, I was thinking about this one and thinking, would I have chosen any different heroes? Hmm. And part of me thought uh, having Deowine or someone in there to just, just get that extra might or the extra heroic combats and stuff would potentially be more useful. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a solid list. And there are also no banners, um, from what I remember, unless I've just uh, misheard heard you there for a second. No, so, no banners. Um, for a, uh, I, so I wondered whether that, that could be optimised in some way. But I do really like the army list. And having those three um, big-hitting heroes is... Um, you know, it's pretty powerful at, at, at this this points level. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, I personally might have considered gambling because then you can give gambling a bit of extra fate or extra defense. Yeah, that, that's true. You could give him the give him that second fate because he, he is defense, he? of yeah. the right hero level to get the end draught. So you know, I believe he's still here exactly. of fortitude. Yeah, yeah, I think he is. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Hmm. 
Um, okay, cool. Let's move on to the next one. Let's move mm-hmm. on to the next one. So we've got uh, another Riders of uh, Third and Legendary Legion, which is um, uh, from Paul Collins. Yes, um, He has Third and King of Rohan, Armoured mm-hmm. Horse, Heavy Armoured Shield for 100 points. Four Rohan Royal Guard with Horses and Throwing Spears, so he's going more elite, I think. Mm. Then he's got Elfhelm, 75 points with Four Royal Guard and Throwing Spears. So we're looking very elite. Then Gambling with the uh, Royal Standard of Rohan, Entraff with a plus one fate, three riders of Rohan, and two riders of Rohan with throwing spears. Now, I don't know how he's done this. Um, he's got 16 uh, models too, um, he, but he's got more Royal Guard, and he's got um, gambling with the banner. Um, so I guess the, the, the sacrifice there is that he's got um, gambling instead of uh, Aemir, yeah. um, which has given him you know, an extra bit of a, bit of a boost. Uh, he's bit still managed to get a lot yeah. of... A lot of models there. I don't know how how he's managed that, but um, uh, unless that is is that right? Is that right? Is, Rohan that right? trickery yeah, is all I can say. But <laughs> either way, I, 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 no offense to Jack, but I think this is the the stronger uh, the stronger army. If I'm honest, what do you think? Oh, uh, yeah, because I mean he, he's got the extra fate on gambling to keep him around longer, and he can keep Feoden's might just chugging along, right, with the banner and. The Royal Guard are nothing to sniff at, and he's got plenty of those. Uh, I don't know how they do in a mirror match, and I'm almost tempted to make it a mirror match just to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, that would be really interesting just to see what would happen against these two, because uh, mm. I guess in, in that kind of battle, it might actually be the one with the bigger hitting heroes that s- succeeds. You might uh, you might find that Airmare does does the job. Yeah, um, well, I mean, and, and it'd wins, be an but I think match. I'd rate Paul's army against more different armies, if that makes sense. No, for sure. Interesting, interesting. Do you want to delve into the next one? Sounds Which good. So, Rob yep. So Rob Gray's got the Easterlings. Got all the Easterlings. Those cheeky devils. So he's got um Amada Lord of Blades with the armored horse, and he's the leader, obviously. <laughs> uh so you got uh, Easterling Cataphracts with what Oh, he's got an Easterling Cataphract with a Wardrum. Uh, he's got four Easterling Warriors with Pikes and Shields. He's got eight Easterling Warriors just with Shields. And then for a second Warband, he's got an Easterling Captain and a free Drac- Dragon Cult Acolytes. I actually really like those models. If I was going to yeah, do Easterlings, really I'd pick some of those up. I don't care they're no good. They just look sick. <laughs> oh, they are cool. I've got, I've got nine. I've got nine. nine. So I'm, I'm, I can't wait to get them on the table. They're, they're really, really nice. You should mail me a couple. Let's <laughs> 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 uh, see. Uh, so he's got an Easterling wire with a banner and shield. It's kind of handy. You're going to need it in evil forces for sure. Uh, then he's got an Easterling dragon knight for his third warband leader. And he's got the Entrault with plus one strength. Mm, bit cheeky, bit cheeky. And then for his Not final so uh, little posse, he's got four Easterling Warriors with pikes and shields who have been upgraded to black dragons. And he clocks in in a cool 495 points and 24 models. Ooh, okay, so twenty-four models, not bad at uh, five hundred points. Uh, it's mm. ju- about average, I suppose, for um, for troops to uh, to to, uh, to heroes ratio. Um, and he's got some cav in there. He's got a cataphract with the uh, with the thing. He's got the dragon knight. He's got the captain. The uh, I, uh, the one thing I, that picked that immediately jumped out to me was mm. um, he's given the uh, Easterling Dragon Knight the end draft, but he's given it the plus one strength, yeah. which I feel is an odd choice for a Dragon Knight because Dragon Knights are pretty 
pretty strong, pretty uh, hard-hitting things, but mm. they are notoriously fragile. I, I maybe would have considered the plus one defence or plus one fate. Indeed. I mean, the fellas in the Middle-earth New South Wales chat, we were talking and going, oh, you know, plus one strength, uh, plus one fate or defences. There's a bit of a debate about it because plus one defence just means it's harder to wound, right? So you never actually make the character take that fate role in the end. If you you know need to roll that six and then a four or a five, depending what you need after the first roll, right? Mm. Whereas the fate, you've got got a fifty fifty chance. Like you either you pass your fate and you're fine, or you fail it, and then that extra fate points kind of wasted in a way. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. So it, it, yeah, it all depends I, on what you've got, right? Like if you've got high defense anyway, I'd personally go the fate. But yeah. I, I guess the difficulty is what what the defense on a, a, a dragon knight. Uh, it's about five, is it, or is it six? It's probably six, isn't it? Five um, or six, yeah. So I suppose if you put that plus one defense on, and sometimes it won't matter, and sometimes mm. it will. But but I think yeah, I, I think I, I would definitely give it the defense, especially because you've got the the um, Amder and the Cataphract uh, and the dragon knight, which can bo- uh, do that sort of. Uh, gang thing where they they get the gleaming horde the plus one defense on everything so mm. um that would that would make it pretty hard to kill those guys which would be i think pr- fairly useful but yeah i guess it's it's a debate but either oh, way yeah. I, I really like the rest of the list mm-hmm. especially the uh the inclusion of the acolytes as you say it's really cool oh yeah for sure i mean people are going oh they're what 11 points for this this is awful I'm like i don't care it looks cool <laughs> <laughs> it does look cool. I actually think they are pretty good. I mean, mm. I, I don't think you want to have a whole army of them, no, but no, no. I think I think a few of them, an extra, you know, two two attack guys around the sides, you know, uh, throw a pipe behind them. Mm-hmm. You got you know three attacks plus a banner. That that's that's pretty solid. That's pretty good stuff. And they're five no, four. Sure. So yeah, I I think that I suppose they've yet to be tested in the heat of battle. So who knows? Who knows? But we'll I, I'll be intrigued to see how how Rob gets on in the tournament. Australia's going to test them first worldwide. Let's give it a go. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So the next one is John mm-hmm. Oliver's army of the Serpent Horde plus Mordor. So he has Suladan with Armoured Horse, uh, who's the leader. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got three Serpent Riders, three Haradrim Raiders with War Spear and Poisoned Bow. So mm-hmm. they're all the kit. Uh, the second warband is the Betrayer on a Fell Beast. Uh, two Serpent Riders, two Haradrim Raiders with War Spear and Poison Bow. And mm-hmm. then the third warband is a Black Numenorean Marshal with Armoured Horse, Lance and Entraft for the plus one strength. Yep. He gets 13 models at 500 points. Mm. Very, very elite army. And actually a lot of these armies are very, very uh, at small model counts. You've got, I would never think to put Suladan, the Betrayer and a, a, a Numenorean Marshal into a 500 point army list. But... I guess I guess that's going to be a really hard hitting force with with all those war spears, um, you know, uh, mm. and the serpent riders as well. So lots of hard hitting guys. It's it's a it's a it's a good force. It's a good oh, yeah. force. If he can position well, I think he's got a good shot of you know just shutting down his opponent's key pieces and just going right. That's enough of you. I'm moving over here, and yeah, while you exactly. just sit there like a stunned mullet because you silly little fish. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, and also you've got the mobility for objectives, which is crucial if you if you're wanting to win. Because I know the the way your uh, the tournament is structured means that it yeah. could kind of be anything uh, for for each match. It could be three um, killy scenarios or three mm-hmm. objective based ones. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it could be that, or it could be a mix, or I could just go here's Entmoot missions. <laughs> 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 I like that. I like it. Just just throwing them a, a curveball every time. 
Mm. Cool. So do you want to uh, delve into Jack Stockton's army? Sounds like a plan. So Mr. Stockton has brought the army of Moria. Good old Moria. <laughs> so he's got... Excellent. Very exciting. Uh, for his first warband, he's got Durbaz the Goblin King of Moria. Awesome. Uh, cocking at 70 points. When he's yep. the leader. Good old Durbaz. Then he's got five Goblin wa- Moria Goblin Warriors with shields. Uh, another trio of... Go- was that six? Gosh, this... White text is fantastic looking, but it's awful to read. <laughs> yeah, you've got white uh, white background on this glorious photo of a uh, well drawing of of Treebeard with the two hobbits stuck oh, in there. But sure. the sh- light shining through the clouds on this image uh, <laughs> means that you've got these shafts of white light and white font on it, and it's just where the numbers are, isn't it? I think it is six. Uh, yeah, it is six Moria goblin wa- Moria goblin warriors with shields, three Moria goblin warriors with spears, two Moria goblin warriors with bows oh my and a mo- wog marauder and a bat swarm for his first warband and his second warband starts off with groblog coming in at 50 then he's got four more goblins with shields four more goblins with spears and a wog marauder Oh, two, and sorry, yep. Two more goblins with spears, yeah. I'm reading, it's fine, don't question this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving him more models, don't ask. <laughs> and for his final warband, he's got the Watcher in the Watcher. Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> I like that, the Watcher in the Watcher. Yeah, I think I think we know what it is. Uh, unless it's some sort of inception, uh, <laughs> like a Watcher inside the mouth of the Watcher. I just in the put water. in what he, he had on his list, so... <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, well, so well done, Jack, and well done, uh, well done, Jonathan, for, mm. for uh, copy and pasting his error. Um, so that's the final two hundred points. Um, oh, yes, he gets but he's draft. also snuck in the end draft for plus one defense. Mm, yes. Yeah, that's that seems like a solid decision because I think the uh, if I'm right, the um, the watcher in the watcher has mm. defense six usually, so, so it's a relatively low defense uh, uh, oh, hero, it's isn't it? Not too low in the scheme of things. Like elves are still wounding you on sixes and. Same with most humans. So, though to be fair, getting it up to defense seven is putting it up there in terms of defense because it means your opponent has to go. Okay, he's defense seven. Do I allocate the effort to take this guy out, or do I just move on and hope yeah, he doesn't murder s- me? Absolutely, and on something with six wounds, uh, defense seven is is mean. I mean, it just means that um, elven bows are not wounding you as easily and things mm. like that. So it's. Uh, it, it's it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's a really good decision. I think to give that a plus one defense. Yeah, he's got the numbers to back up. Um, so it's a very elite Moria army, which would worry me a little bit because mm. you know those goblins are potentially squishy. Um, my Ents, I would just go straight for the uh, uh, the goblins and <laughs> uh, try and destroy them. But he has got war, uh, the war marauders in the back. He does, yeah. there To try and uh, de- sort of deactivate that a bit. Mm. Now, I, I personally think he's got a lot of models, but then I usually run Merkwood Elves, so I'm just going, he's got models, where's mine? <laughs> well, because usually for a Moria army, I expect hordes and hordes of goblins, but no, this is sure. just, you know, it's under uh, under the Easterling army, which is usually traditionally more elite, So, mm. um, but then it's got a big monster, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that explains it. Either way, it's, it's a solid list. Mm-hmm. It's a very solid list. Okay, um, so I'll read through the next one, which is Liam Daly. Mm-hmm. He 
He's got a Rivendell army. Now, I was wondering when I'd see some elves. Um, <laughs> uh, I say army. It's got Aladdin and Elrahir uh, for the first warband. 200 points with horses, bows, and heavy armour. Mm-hmm. Uh, second warband. So, yeah, we're talking all heroes again. Which <laughs> yes, is uh, Rivendell, a high elf captain with horse, bow, lance, and shield for 100 points, plus the end draft, which is a plus one strength. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty good. So, we've got, what, a strength five high elf captain with a lance on a horse. With pretty a tasty. That's pretty nasty. And, sorry? Pretty tasty. Yeah, pretty tasty indeed. And, um,. Third warband is another high elf captain with horse, bow, lance, and shield. Mm-hmm. And the warband four is another high elf captain with horse, bow, lance, and shield. For a total of five models at 500 points. And of course, El- Aladdin and Elra here um, leading that. So we've got some, got some oomph there. We've got some real oh, strength, yeah. strength behind this army. I mean, he, he's got all the tricks. He's got the captains. He's got all the... You know, bows, and he can do the whole move around. Oh, I've moved. That's fine. Free pass to shoot you now. Hold still, please. <laughs> yeah, I mean, five five elf bows with um, with might behind them is going to uh, you know do some serious damage over a few turns. So, and, and then mm. you know, soften up a few to a few of the softer targets. Maybe take out a a banner or or some annoying sort of low defense hero like Indeed, I don't know, take yeah. out Gamling's horse or or uh, Theoden's horse or whoever. Um, and and you've you've got. A lot of high elves, which are going to be really hard to uh, to counter. I mean, they're all fight six or something stupid, aren't they? Yeah, like fight six, seven, depending on the hero. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's going to be a pretty pretty hard uh, force to beat. And um, I, I guess the only way I would try and beat it is with a huge horde of things. But um, mm-hmm. so far, I haven't I haven't come up against uh, seen any of those in the yeah. in the list. So uh, this is interesting. I'm surprised there's no goblin town or 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 um, uh, I, 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 archers of Athelian, uh, mm. Rangers of Athelian list yet, but we shall see, I suppose. Indeed. Indeed. Oh, I, I sense maybe that you know more. <laughs> right, let's go on to the next one. Let's go on to the next one. So, do you want to look, run through Luke Marziano's? Sure, let me just bring it up. Where did you hide? Oh, there it is. Right now, Mr. Capralis. Okay, so Luke Marizano is running Minas Tirith. He actually sent me two versions of this list. His first one had Gandalf. This one does Ooh, not. Interesting. <laughs> so the first warband is obviously Minas Tirith. He's got Aragorn, King Elisar, with all the toys. Oh, except all the toys. <laughs> so he's got the horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he comes with a lot of stuff built in, doesn't he? He's got oh, yeah. a, a Sword of Doom and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So 240 points. Oh, yeah, he's pricey. Uh, so he's to got the Durin show or, or many of those American guys straight off the bat. He's got uh, he's got the horse, two hundred forty points straight. Off the bat. <laughs> Indeed. So then he's got six warriors with shields. He's got another two warriors with shields and spears, and then four rangers of Gondor with spears. That's his first yeah, warband. Get those fight four in there. Good shot. Mm. Then for his second warband, he's got Hurin the Tall, Warden of the Keys, with horse. <laughs> Indeed. And then he's got uh, four warriors with shields, two warriors with shield and spear, because, you know, get that cheeky little spear in there. Yeah, why not? And then he's got another two rangers of Gondor with spears, clocking in a cool 522 models, even with I like the High one. King. I like this one a lot. I think, I think 
out of all the things I've seen, I think this would be a really nasty list to come up against. Huron's no oh, yeah. slouch. Um, Aragorn is obviously Aragorn, mm-hmm. and you've got a really solid um, wall of of defense seven guys there with the with the shield wall bonus plus the fight four behind them. I I, I really rate this actually. I think this could be quite good. You've got mm. six bows, um, which is not bad. Um, we, uh, yeah, I, I like this a lot. Maybe I just I just like Minister, but I feel the one thing I do notice is he's neg- neglected to uh, go with the end draft bonus because mm. he doesn't have a hero uh, of fortitude or lower. Yeah, so um, I mean it, it looks like a decent list, and credit to him, he's playing more for the uh, free heroic action that you get rather than the um, end drop bonus. I might have considered it, but. Yeah, that's a good I, point. I, I suppose the one downside of this is um, having Aragorn um, mm. using that, you know, once per um, per game uh, bonus of of uh, what is it, plus one uh, strength or defense uh, for good, for, yeah, for good guys. Um, the one downside is that he can always call a heroic action, so you're not going to ever be using that at a time when you run out of might. Yeah, um, for and sure. You'll actually have a choice between, but I suppose you can use. Oh, the free it gives you the flex, right? It gives you the flex because what it lets you do is go, cool, I've got plus on strength. And it then lets you go, cool, I'll use that free might point to then win a fight and use my extra strength to, you know, um, do, do some thing. extra wounds to the opponent. Assuming you've got like a bunch of buddies around you going, cool, everyone, plus on strength, get in on it, get in on it. <laughs> Get in, yeah. I, I like it. I like it, Luke. I, I like your army. I, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Well, I haven't. I haven't decided to back anyone just yet. But <laughs> I, I think I'd. I. I wouldn't be uh, keen on facing up against that one. It's mm. a good list. It's a good list. Right. Uh, let's move on to Andrew Miller's list. So mm-hmm. Andrew, we've got another very low uh, uh, model count army. Uh, army of Mordor. Um, he's using the Black Riders Legendary Legion, which is interesting. Uh, he's got the Black Riders. He's got mm. the Witch King on horse, Morgul blade, three might, three fate, and ten will. Just ten will. Mm-hmm. Um, and no crown, I notice. Um, so, oh no, you can't have the crown in the uh, Legion, can you? So that's, that's uh. fair enough. Um, then he's got another warband with a Ringwraith on horse with two might, two fate, and nine will with the end draft, which is the plus one defense. Yeah. Interesting choice on a defense eight model, but um, fair enough. Um, the Black Riders, uh, another warband, he goes for another ring wraith with two might, two will, and, uh, sorry, two fate, and nine will. Mm-hmm. And uh, another one with two might, two fate, and nine will. And the final one with two might, two eight, two fate, and nine will. So you've got five riders. Um, Four of horses, which are yeah. just normal, yeah. All with horses. Sorry, yeah. Um, all four of which are exactly the same. Two might, uh, two fate, and nine will. One of them has the plus one defense, mm-hmm. and you have the witch king with the morgul blade. Three might and three fate. So, and of course that legion, you get lots of bonuses for casting magic. I think you get a free channeled yeah. uh, spell per ter- per character. The um, super so transfix. It's just like, oh, <laughs> it's a bit rough. Yeah, it, it, I think it could be pretty pretty mean facing up against. Mm. I think any of the other all hero armies are going to really hate facing up against this because you're going to have channeled um, black darts and mm. things like that just popping out out your horses. There's the one force, be, yeah, in this in this whole tournament which he will hate to face. Yeah, absolutely. and if we get the time, we will cover it because it is a fantastic force, and I'm not oh. biased at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let's let's move on straight away then. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but I do like the riders of uh, uh, the, the Black Riders Lake. The, the, the only thing I would say on his list, I might have actually considered plus one fate instead of defense, just because he's got defense yeah, side I, anyway. I, I agree. I totally agree. The the, the uh, uh, such a high defense for the uh, yeah. the ringwraith, uh, an extra one seems a bit unnecessary, mm. overkill. But still, fair enough. 
It does make give it a go. See, stronger, how, see, it? see how, see how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. Right, so I've got it down that we've gone to Daniel Scognami. Oh God, I'm sorry. I can't uh, even Daniel say Scognami that. Daniel right? <laughs> I guess so. I don't know what you say on that one. <laughs> uh, let's see. So Danny's running um, Ulguk Scouts Legendary Legion. Cool, cool. He's got Ulguk as his leader with the Ant Draft of Plus One Defense. Mm, already cracking Ooh, up the Ant Draft. Yeah, is, so is Ugluk a fortitude then? He must be. Yeah, he's not that high a hit tier of hero. He's pretty low in the scheme of things. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so then he's got one Urukai Scout with Shield and Banner, just to get it out of the way, as he appears to like doing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's got then he's got four Urukai scouts with shields, another four with bows, or two with bows, I should say. I'm going to do that all night. <laughs> then he's got for his next warband, and this is why I found interesting because he didn't actually write down um, the free upgrade for the Mahers Marauders. So I'm like, okay, up to you. But I personally would have got the Marauders because it's pretty nice to have movement eight. Yeah, definitely. So he's got Maher and another three Urukai scouts with shields and another trio with bows and then for his third warband he's got Urukai scout captain with shield and then he's got five more Urukai scouts with shields two more Urukai scouts with bows and his final warband warband four is grishnak orc captain with shield seven orc warriors with shields and spear and one orc warrior with shield coming at 32 models at 500 points excellent excellent uh, well now just so you know on the um on the Mauher upgrade, it is free for all models mm. in this uh, this legion. So uh, I know he hasn't written it down, but um, maybe he's just expecting that because it's free, it's just given. So, yeah, for uh, sure. I'll, I'll let you decide that as the tournament organiser. Uh, <laughs> um, either way, no points for you. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I like this one. I think mm. this is the sort of force that I was more expecting to see um, in this this sort of five hundred points, thirty two models. Lots of strength for fight for Urukai in there, yeah. and you know a leader really, really cleverly using the um, the uh, end draft, the sort of special bonus to give mm-hmm. a, a slightly weaker um, Ugluk defense five. Usually uh, that plus one defense given defense six, which yeah. which makes him pretty formidable. Strength five, defense six, just keeps um, him in there that a little bit longer. Yeah, it's it's a good list. It's a really good mm. list. Um, and with with the drum, did you did we see a drum? Uh, we don't have a drum in there. No, he's got a banner, but he doesn't know. He's got a drum. banner and a uh, and and you've got march as well in there with mm. Mauher, I think. So uh, and the captain at least. So yeah. so there's there's a lots of movement. You've got Grishnak to to sort of throw in those orcs to get that animosity bonus. And I yeah, I, I think I think this is this is probably taken over as my favourite now. Um, mm. I think this is this is my favourite so far. Um, uh, it's, it's I would list. have considered. Um, oh. I wouldn't have said sorry. So um, a drum would have been nice, but he's still yeah, pretty definitely. speedy without it. So I don't think he'll need it to be honest. But also, yeah, if you if you're gonna give him that that move eight bonus, if you're gonna be nice, uh, I think he he probably could avoid the uh, the drum. It mm. does come for free. Oh yeah, so. yeah. but I mean, so. the entro on his leader will keep him around that little bit long, especially seeing as your hero isn't the most survival. It isn't the most fighty. He's one of the lower heroes, so giving him just that little boost will help keep him around and keep that bonus going. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I, I think it's a, it's a really good um, use of the um, 
use of the uh, sort of tournament special rule. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, the next one, Andrew Coleman. Uh, now I recognise that name. I believe he's been on the Green Dragon a couple of times. Um, oh yes, uh, he's uh, he's a good lad. Um, I think have I spoken to him? I think I might have spoken to him. Um, anyway, he's chosen an army that I like mm. and I thought might might do well here. Um, is the Variags of Kand? So he starts with Candish King with Candish Chariot, of course, 125 points, solid, mm-hmm. solid choice. Then we've got four Candish Horsemen in that warband. Then we've got a Chieftain on a Chariot with the Ent Draft, giving them the plus one strength. Indeed. Great choice, great choice. So I think it would be uh, a strength five uh, Chariot, which is really cool. Candish uh, Horsemen, we've got four of those. And then a final warband, uh, we've got three, uh, sorry, um, a Candish King with Horse. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting choice. Uh, you don't often see Candish Kings and Horses, but I guess it's another striker. Um, mm. And with him, you get a, a Candish Warrior with bow, uh, three horsemen, and one charioteer. So giving the chariot of the, from the king uh, onto a sort of a, a separate model. All, all in, it's 496 points, so just shy of the 516 models. So again, mm. a bit elite, but you've got a lot of cav, you've got a lot of bows, you've got three chariots, although only one uh, 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 one of them isn't a hero, so uh, not quite as good. But mm. either way, what, what do you think of this? Well, young Mr. Andrew decided to run the single warrior on foot with bow just to mess with people, and I approve. So he's already got my vote because he's got 99% mounted and the 1% just staring at you menacingly, just going, I don't have that because I'm awesome. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to work out why it would be, uh, why he would be there. Maybe it's a maths thing uh, to try and just squeeze the, the, the most points out. But either way, um, it's, it's a decent amount of models. Oh, yeah. You've got a lot of bows. You've got the horsemen charity. The the one thing I would say is I, I can't I can't help but wonder why he didn't put a second king on a chariot. Mm. Um, maybe it's because of the end draft. He wants to give the chieftain the the plus one strength while he's on a chariot. I don't mm. know, but it makes sense to me to give the second king a chariot rather than the chieftain, and then give the chieftain a horse with a plus yeah. one strength. And then you've got three really strong um, heroes. You've got the Candice chieftain on a horse with the plus one strength. Mm-hmm. And the uh, ch- uh, king back on a chariot, but um, or, and maybe even just dropping the chariot here and giving that mm. to the king because the king's um, with a chariot is so much better than charioteers because oh, sure. one lucky shot on a charioteer and it can all fall apart. But at mm-hmm. least with the king, you've got the extra strength and all that sort of stuff to for the monstrous to be fair. to take out horses and things like that. But mm. but generally, uh, and, and from what I gather, Andrew's played variags quite a lot, so he, he's he's um, he's he probably knows what he's doing more than I do. <laughs> to be fair, he's actually borrowing this army from Adam Jenkinson, who played it at HobbitCon just last month. Ah, so <laughs> maybe I'm maybe I'm mixing him up with another Australian who re- regularly uses the canned. But um, either um, way, it, it's a good army. Yeah, uh, it's good. Uh, I think it's more a restriction of actual models than you know personal choice. But hey, it's a fantastic ah, okay. looking force, and it's got a nice bit of blues and purples. Really nice looking, pretty. Pretty good. Beautiful. Okay, yeah, of course, I was forgetting. I'm thinking, because uh, I don't have to actually take models mm-hmm. to this tournament, I'm thinking it purely <laughs> from a, a list point of view, whereas uh, these guys have to actually buy and paint these things. So, yeah, I get that. Fair enough, fair enough. I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, so we've got Jared's uh, list now. Do you want to run us through the Assault on the Helm's Deep Legendary Legion? Indeed. I do approve of his choice. Excellent, yeah, yeah. So he's got the Assault on Helm's Deep Legend Legion. He's got his Orokai Captain with Shield, and it's the leader. 
So he gets the extra might, doesn't he? Mm, extra attack and wound, I believe. Oh, he gets it? up okay, to three right. attacks and three wounds. Okay, cool, cool. He's gone, I actually had to hunt him down and go, who's your leader? Because this one matters, please. Yeah. <laughs> but let's see. So he's got um, an Urukai demo team with a firebrand. Extra firebrand, should, I should say. Yeah. And then he's got four Urukai with pikes, four Urukai with shields, and two Urukais with crossbows. Nice. And then for his second warband... He's got an Urukai captain, just straight up, no fancy tricks. And he's there he slipped in the end drop for plus one defense. Actually, he makes yeah, both his captains. Yeah, that's the fancy trick, isn't it? Yeah. Both, both his captains um, are now defense six. So that's pretty handy, pretty nice. Uh, he's got an Urukai with pike and banner. He's got more Urukai with pikes. I'm oh, sorry, a trio of them. He's got four Urukai warriors with shields. I may have forgotten the warriors in the first bit. Oh, that's okay. It was late. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. Uh, Urukai warriors with crossbows. He's got another two there. And to finish it all off, his third warband, he has an assault ballista. Because you don't take the Helm's Deep Legion without a ballista. And this is filth. This is 28 uh, models um, as mm. well, so it's a lot of models there. You've got a ballista, you've got the captain, um, which is also, as you see, I think you said six, but it's, it's plus one defense, so it's defense seven. Mm. And the main, the other, ca- the leader captain has the shield, um, so he's defense seven, so you've got two big uh, heroes. And, you know, Urukai captains are pretty solid. They're five, oh, yeah. five, strength five. You know, they're, they're, they're pretty good, but you've got a swarm of Urukai as well. Mm. That's going to be hard to break through, especially with a banner and a demolition team. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's got he's got the tricks, right? So he can he can definitely um, pull it through if he plays it properly. Like, he might struggle against those more elite armies, which just go, "I'm all heroes. I'm going to pick your things that you like and destroy them, and then kill the rest of your army." Yeah, I get, I get that. I suppose that's true. The, I guess the advantage he will have is that he's got a few crossbows. He can mm. try and take out some uh, horses. Say with the high elf list with the mounted heroes. Oh, for heroes. sure. He's also got the uh, ballista. Sort of just to you know, you've got a good chance at getting maybe one or two of those horses down. And once those are down, it's going to really dilute the power of that list. But uh, yeah, I, I see your point. Um, your fight four strength four is going to mean nothing against uh, fight six mm. um, elf, who's you know got four attacks on the charge. So yeah. uh, interesting though. It's a great list. It's a sort I think I think is, is this the one you were thinking could be uh, the your favorite? Mm, well, if we do the last list, you'll see my favorite entirely. <laughs> uh, right, okay, okay. Well, let's move on to the next one then. And this is your list. This is your list. This is your um uh ringer list, I suppose. Yeah, it's the biobuster. It's the one where we go, okay, someone's dropped out. I guess we have to be to theme here. So, the list is titled The Entmoot. Because we are playing at Entmoot, we might as well play it to the hilt on theme. Absolutely. <laughs> so the army is Army, Fangorn, Shock Horror. And we've got, um, for the first warband, we've got the Treebeard with Merry and Pippin, clocking at 200 points. Gosh, that's a lot of points, but he is a sexy model. Oof, I love the new model so much. So much nicer oh, than that yeah. metal one. I, I've got, I haven't even used my new model yet. Um, oh. Hiding in my uh, in my cupboard at the moment. Mm-hmm. And then I've got Longbeam, who's just a normal amp, but I thought I'm running to theme here. We've got to name everybody. Uh, okay, cool, cool. 
So yeah, we've got long beam. He's just a nice little cheeky ant. And then we've got for the third war, second war band, I should say. Jeez, I keep saying third, but there's only three models in this entire army. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we've got quick beam coming at 140. And he's actually got the ant drop for plus one fate because he's got the strength. He's got the defense. Let's boost up his um, fate a little bit. Now, I'm guessing you've deliberately under uh, under kind of um, strengthened your army but because uh, because mm. you're the ringer. Is that right? Because uh, you could have... Uh, my army has uh, Beachbone, Quickbeam and, uh, and Treebeard for the round mm. 500. Is, but you, have you decided to go a little bit lower, just to be fair? Honestly, I just like the models. So I was just like, stuff it. We're going these models. This will do. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. That, that's because I suppose there isn't a beach bow model. So I was just going to use mm. any old Ent. Um, oh, for but sure. But either way, it's cool. I'm glad there are Ents at Ent Mood. It makes <laughs> a lot of sense. So, now, um, um, to be fair, I actually mapped it out. If I wanted to, uh-huh. I could have Quick Beam and then four Ents and make Ooh. it a five model list and a flat 500. That's true. That that would be that tough, would be a little bit list. terrifying. That would be considering, yeah, that some of the all hero lists would be really annoyed about that because you're going, ah, I've got a lot of fight seven. You're, you know, you're all your heroes can do nothing against. <laughs> you do nothing day, to me, just, child. <laughs> exactly, and you just get one good bludgeon off, and they're all gone. Oh um, yeah. Either way, it's really cool, and this is what I thought. I just thought, well, I'll, having the. Uh, Having the uh, the three big ent heroes is is, is mm. the way forward, and plus you get the extra because you got Merry and Pippin, you get this cheeky cheeky way of uh, avoiding being broken because um, you need to kill those two guys before uh, and some ents before you actually break the army, which is no for sure, really, and you really can't really actually target them unless they get off Treebeard. Yeah, so it's I, rather I, I, I don't know quite how it works. So I, mean, I I think maybe you can target them for shooting, but not. Uh, no, so you can't actually ta- you can't right? actually target them at all while they're on Treebeard. But Ooh, there you go. until they, you know, they hop off and then it's like, okay, cool, now we can go for those two. Absolutely. Though, By the way, uh, I may have cheated a little bit because it's my tournament, but it says to use the uh, lowest tier hero, right? And also, Mary and Pippin are told to use the profile from the Fellowship. Yes. So my understanding is they're actually like a minor hero or something, so I might actually have to swap the end draw over to one of either Mary or Pippin. Whoops. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I didn't think of that. Um, maybe I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've ballsed it as well. Let me have a look. Uh, the lowest tier hero in your army list gains either plus one strength. Oh, yeah, okay. Maybe... Uh, <laughs> Then that's well. I think maybe in my list I might just drop, <laughs> drop Mary, off uh, Mary and Pippin. Pippin Sorry, boys, points. off you go. It's probably <laughs> worth giving um, giving uh, Quickbeam or Beachbone the uh, the draft. So that that's mm. interesting. Um, either way, that's yeah. good. Um, I, I believe there's one more list though. I, I hadn't realised. I thought your one was last. Uh, possibly. Have we covered Matthew Capos? Yeah. Let's just oh, run through Mr. this Matthew. quickly. Yes, there you um, go. Last one. Uh, okay, uh, he's got the Witch King of Angmar on horse with the mm-hmm. crown of Morgul. This is just normal Mordor, yeah, I yeah, yeah. gather. He's got the three might, the two will, uh, uh, the plus two will, I think it is, um, and two fates. So I think, uh, am I right in thinking that'll be 14 will, or is it two, 12 will in total? I think not a lot of will. Um, mm. Then he's got five Blackguard of Barador, five Moranon Orcs with spear and shield, a Moranon Orc with spear, shield, and banner, uh, three Orc Warriors with Orc bow, which... Yeah, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have gone with myself, but uh, mm. there you go. One war rider with throwing spear and shield, two war riders with a shield, mm-hmm. and then uh, warband two, captain mm-hmm. of the black guard, 
uh, with the end draft for the plus one strength, so he's going for a strength six. Oh, yeah. Guard, which is filthy. <laughs> uh, then two Black Guard of Barador, uh, one, or is that th- uh, three Morana Norks three with Manos, shield yeah. and spear, two Orc Warriors with bow again, um, and two Warg Riders with throwing spears and shield, and one Warg Rider with shield for 29 models, 500 points, and this is nasty. Um, mm. I think if I were to optimise it slightly, I'd swap the Warriors with Orc Bows for trackers or something, because... Mm. Um, I mean, uh, alt bows, they're, they're going to hit on sixes or whatever most of the time because you're moving around. Yeah. Um, so I would probably change that. And you also scrape. I think you'd probably scrape another five points. You'd probably actually get six trackers for the for the same price as five orc warriors with bow, and they shoot better. So um, oh, for sure. that would be worth doing. And you can convert them to have the little axes in one hand and stuff mm. like that. So it'd be quite cool. So, uh, yeah, what do you think of this one? I quite like He's got a nice amount of models. He's got the Witch King with the crown being able to go, cool, I re-roll my casts and I cast one for free and it's like, oh, okay, this is going to hurt. <laughs> yeah. He, he's got he's... the captain with the plus one strength just gone. Right, time to murder people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that captain is going to be mean. I mean, charging up against, you know, shield walls, just going, mm. ah, well, I don't care, and just chopping through it like it's paper. It's, yeah, it's, shield it's, it's, it's got some power. It's got a lot of power behind it, mm. this list. It's really cool. Um, so there we go. That, I believe, mm. is all of the Entmoot lists. So Indeed. we've got a lot of um, sort of uh, small model count armies. I suppose mm. it's, a, it's only a, a sort of three-game day. Um, yeah. So maybe people um, don't want to paint a huge amount of models for it, or maybe they just fancy trying something cool and thematic for it, which is a great no, idea. Sure. I like that. Um, I think my favourite is... Or it, I, I think I actually quite like in the last list that we just read, but mm. I, I think I'd I personally like to play with the um, uh, with the variants of Can from Andrew. I think that's a really oh, for nice sure. list. Uh, if I had to actually maybe, pick, go on. sorry, if I actually had to pick a, a serious list rather than me just going Ents because I'm the TO and I have to do this, <laughs> um, I would probably actually pick Adam's list because he's got that cheeky little master of battle on all his characters oh, yeah. except for Bard. Yeah, he's the one with and the Iron Hills, mm. um, Captains, Dane and Bard, yeah. And they're all mounted and it's all goats all day. So he's just going to be ramming into people, forgive the pun. <laughs> but um, I will never forgive that pun, it's a great pun, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's going to be ramming into people all day with his goats and just taking people out. He's only got four models, but those four models are going to hit like a... Well, like a goat, like a tram, like a, like you know, a freight train. He's just gonna, if you let him into you, he's gonna hurt like a truck. Absolutely. Oh, did it, did we read out the Tristan Goodwins? I've just been uh, moving through. Uh, did we talk about the Casadum list? I don't think we did. I don't think we did. Whoops. Okay. I so Tristan's. Sorry, Go on, do you want to just run through that quickly? Yeah, because uh, we've, yeah. we've got a few seconds, so we might as well. Oh, for sure. So he's running Casadum. He's got Durin, King of Casadum. He's got. A trio of half guard, or five half guard, I should say. Yeah. Uh, he's got four vault warden teams. Oh, that's a Solid bit rough. Uh, he's got an iron guard, and he's got a dwarf warrior of banner and shield. For his second warband, he's actually got a shield bearer with the end mm. draw of possible and strength. So it's like, oof, bit, bit tasty. That's nice. And then he's got uh, four dwarf warriors with bows. He's got two iron guard, and that rounds the list out for 500 points and 23 models for a dwarf list. Okay, I'm ch- I'm changing my mind. This is the best list. <laughs> I love this list. This is amazing. Uh, I I can't believe we skipped over that. I I must have mm. double pressed my uh, my button. Um, oh, I love this. I think this uh, you've got a solid number of models. 
everything is defense six oh, minimum. Yeah. Even the Vault Warden spears. You've got Iron Guard for throwing mm. weapons. You've got four dwarf bows. You've got five half guards, so you've got some real elite. You've got defense nine warriors and uh, in the Vault Wardens. Uh, I love it. And the shield bearer is a great choice with a plus oh, yeah. one strength because having a defense eight hero that gets free um, heroic combats to say sort of protect his um, his boss during mm-hmm. and giving him the plus one strength to make those heroic combats happen uh, oh, more yeah. likely to happen is a very clever move. Very clever. I really, really like this list. This is really good. Oh, for sure. I mean, he, he's got... He's actually got some really nice list tech. Like... Just oh, he's he's gonna hit like a truck, and he's everyone's gonna know it. Yes, dwarves yeah. are a little bit slow, but when they get there, they're not moving. Absolutely, I mean it's it's, it's a very big list. It's got a lot mm. of models, twenty three models as well at five hundred. Especially with all those elite, they're all half guard or or vault yeah. wardens or iron guards, so they're uh, pretty apart from the bows. So mm-hmm. you know that that's. It's a pretty pretty elite list. It's got a lot a lot of power, killing power behind it. I don't think I'd fancy playing against them with any of the armies, including the all hero armies. Maybe the, oh, yeah. the dwarven uh, hero army we were just mentioning, the Iron Hills one, might mm. might be able to crack the uh, crack the the dwarves themselves. But I think I mean, so. The elven army with we'll the lances, maybe I suppose. But oh, uh, yeah, I think they might struggle a bit because yes, they're strength four five on the charge with the lance, but that's still defense six, defense seven. Defense eight, even, and elves don't like high defense. Like, oof. no, they really don't. It's it's an interesting one. I think that would be that would be a tough model uh, army to come up against. And mm. unless we've skipped any more, I think that is all of them. <laughs> I believe and that's that, everyone I, today. I think that is it. So, so your money is backing um, the, or you would probably play the Iron Hills list yourself. Mm. Who's your money actually on to win the tournament? Oh, don't ask that. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, if I had to pick one, if I had to pick one, oof, I don't actually know. I mean, Rob Gray's got a nice Easterling force. He's got all the sneaky little tricks and the entral just on the Dragon Knights to make it even more killy, I suppose. Yeah, that's a good shout. That or we've got... I actually kind of rate Andrew Coleman and the Viriags just because... I've seen it do work, and the last time it was run at HobbitCon back in May, it did really well. I'm sorry, oh, yeah. April, I should say. Back in well, April. The, out of interest, in your tournament, is mm. there lots of terrain? Is it going to be a terrain-heavy board? You Because know, uh, chariots struggle with that. Some tables will have decent amounts of terrain. Others, we'll, we'll see how we go, see how we're looking. Yeah, I suppose that's the difficulty, isn't it? It's it's some some will have it, and and I think chariots do struggle in any terrain things. But he's got lots of bows, and he's even got that. Uh, sorry, uh, lots of horses, and he's even got that cheeky one man on foot that can sneak into terrain if there's an objective mm. in there or whatever. And that is uh, why why that little guy will be useful, I guess. Oh, for sure. No, well, I'm uh, going to put you on John, spot now. Who's your favourite? Who do you think is going to win? <laughs> you know what? I, I I don't know. I think I'd probably go with the dwarves <laughs> or the. I agree, actually, the dwarves or the um, uh, the the variags that you just mentioned. Mm. But that assault on Helm's deep legendary legion is pretty filthy at 28 um, oh, yeah. models with with Urukai and you know the 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 demolition team and the ballista. So I would I would struggle against that. But I think also the uh, King Elisar list is pretty strong. But, oh um, yeah. 
it's hard to decide. It's hard to decide. It will also it'll depend very much on the objectives uh, and if which scenarios come up because it's oh, it's very sure. random. So if if all the objective scenarios come up, some of the bigger armies I think will do a better job. Oh, but yeah. if it's all of the killy armies, then I suppose more, the more elite, uh, sorry, more killy scenarios, more more elite armies will do well. I reckon. Indeed. Well, uh, John, it's been really great having you on, and thank you very much no, for, for sure. being willing to uh, open up and have a chat through all these lists. I think it's been mm. really interesting, eye-opening uh, for me in the UK, hearing the sort of <laughs> things that people get up to in Australia. Um, hopefully, we'll find out, and um, I'll certainly cover it on the podcast um, mm. at, at some point, to see who the winners are. It will be fascinating to hear the result, um, and uh, good luck with it. Maybe, yeah, maybe sure. actually, I've just had a thought. Maybe uh, I might be able to try and get the winner of the podcast in this episode in a week's time and just delay the release. We'll We'll see. We'll see what we'll happens. See how, see how it goes. Um, either way, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you, John. Uh, For sure. And best of luck winning the tournament. Winning the tournament? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> running, no, running, running. <laughs> I'm going to win it all and take all the prizes. Thanks, kids, for coming. Thanks for your money. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for coming well, up to catch you, Thanks very much. For sure. Thanks. Bye. Jonathan Byrne there, and what an Entmoot hoot we had uh, just discussing the Entmoot tournament and all those lists. We'll find out what actually happened in the tournament later on in the podcast and, of course, speak to the winner of the tournament. But while that tournament is underway, I'm here at the Entmoot airport. Um, I'm heading over to Mexico to the first ever Mexican tournament that has ever happened um, as far as I know. Let me know if you know any difference. Uh, send in an email, endmootpodcast at gmail.com. But first, let's discuss this one as if it is actually true, because this is really exciting for a new tournament to happen in a new place in the world that previously may not have even had SBG playing in it. Let's fly over to Mexico to have a chat with x So we welcome to Entmoot Podcast. It's Ixmil from Mexico. Uh, hello, hello, hola, <laughs> uh, hola, indeed. Uh, welcome to the to the podcast. This is the first person I think I've ever had on the podcast um, from Mexico. I've spoken to uh, spoken to many people from different countries in um, tournaments before, um, but I didn't realise there were many players in uh, Mexico. Um, just tell me first of all what what is the scene like? Is, do lots of people play Lord of the Rings uh, in Mexico? Uh, okay, uh, let's uh, talk about the past. Uh, <laughs> I I got uh, a lot of miniatures, uh, almost all the heroes back in 20, uh, 2013, I, I think. And I got all the good hero models and armies for like... I don't know, uh, very less of, of what they cost at that time. I mean, it was mm-hmm. very, very cheap. And I wanted to play, you know. I made my, 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 my table, and I tried to lure people to play, but no one really cared about this game. All, <laughs> all were playing 4K, has, always has been, you know. Yeah. And I, uh, one year later, I am selling all that stuff and really don't care about that until the, the last uh, new edition. Uh, I have a store right now, and I wanted to everyone uh, to play this game. You know, Be- before this game, I was playing uh, Warhammer Underworlds. Was pretty mm-hmm. big the community. I started uh, that uh, community. My first War uh, Warhammer Underworlds tournament was like twelve people. 
you know, for, for a new game, that's a lot of, of people here. here in yeah, Mexico. that's brilliant, yeah. I, 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 I don't know very well uh, other scenes from other uh, countries, but here was was a blast. Was was really, really a blast. And in four months, I made three tournaments, and the maximum cap was 18 people at uh, one tournament. And that was that that was that underworld still, or was it uh, underworld? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so you see, so, so you're already experienced at, at building communities of, of yes, players around a game. Yes, but then uh, came uh, night night vault the next season, mm. and the players dropped the game for I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what happened. And then uh, it came a uh, uh, lot of the rings game. And I decided with a, a friend, a customer, to hey, let, let's play this because we like it. Fa- we like fantasy, uh, mm-hmm. egg edition, but no one really wanted to play anymore. And we we started to play Lord of the Rings, and we we feel was kind of fantasy, you know, have a, a good a good uh, rule set. I, I really one of the of the most interesting for me with this game is the rule set. Are pretty pretty. Uh, well structured and I like it I love it I, I totally agree it is one of the best uh, games that Games Workshop made yeah, um, sh- I, sure. I, I haven't played many of the other miniature like these sort of uh, boxed games that they keep releasing but there's so many of them I can't keep track so I, this one I is really played, good I have played a lot of Games Workshops I have played uh, 40k since 5th 5th edition wow. and I play Fantasy Age of Sigmar uh, Blood Bowl uh, a lot of games, you know, and I really think uh, this game is pretty solid with the rules because it's not like uh, for it that there are uh, armies totally broken. Here mm. you still have to rely on the on the dice, you know. Yeah, and the skill of the player, of course. Yeah, yeah, and, and the skill, and I, I like this game is pretty easy because I think for it and all the games are very uh, I don't know how to say bureaucratic. Because you have to uh, throw dice and throw dice and throw dice to see if your model will survive or will die. And here you just have to wound and the model is over. I, I like this. This is very realistic. They are mortals. And I love that of this game because it's more fast paced. It's it's I totally agree and um, I I love that your the, your passion for it really shines through in, in <laughs> yeah. the way you speak about it and you mentioned that you've got the shop there and so you you sell toy soldiers and you have uh, games and I guess as you say that this means that you've you've been able to build a community and I and now I'm right in thinking this is the first ever um, Middle Earth tournament in Mexico that you think that you know of anyway. Yes, uh, um, we we and my friend picked the game. Uh, but he, his cousin and me just played for like one year and a half. <laughs> mm-hmm. No one really cared at the beginning. But during the past year, the, the, the COVID uh, outbreak and not all, people begin to play more and be more interested in this game. And that was pretty weird, you know. All, all the people you see on the picture has less than six months playing this game. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. there's this picture on the, the Great British Hobbit League Facebook page, or is it the Lord of the Rings miniatures page? Um, they, uh, you know, there's the whole gang of you, and it must be about 10 or 12 people, and you're all 14, having 14 a great time. actually playing. 14, 14. Yeah. And that's that's brilliant. And you look like you're having so much fun, um, and it's just great to hear of a new a new community springing up as uh, with yeah. tournaments with so, so many people. 
Yeah, because uh, as I told you, uh, these people are pretty new. Uh, mm -hmm. In the picture, only four of us have played uh, uh, 4K or Blood Bowl. The wow. other guys are totally new in this game. Oh, so, so they're new, not just in this game, but in other games as well? Uh, in this game, it's are new, completely oh, okay. new. Oh, they I don't see. play oh, other yeah. stuff. Wow, they they don't play other stuff. Actually, uh, one one of, of the guys here, uh, there, Octavio, he painted uh, like four of the armies for his friends. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, that yeah. Brilliant. And and what was it like? What sort of armies did you have? And and who won? Was it was it a good uh, a good uh, competitive tournament, or was it more just friendly fun? Well, uh, to be honest, as I told you, my community is pretty new. They yeah, uh, they they know how to play. Boy, but they don't play very competitive, you know? They, they just yeah. wanted to have fun. Uh, I, as I can tell you, some of them don't really know how to use heroic actions. For me, uh, heroic actions, I think, is a very advanced uh, tactic on the game, you know? Because yeah. uh, newbies always try to use might just to, to, to get more... More points on the dice, you know. Like, yeah. I won with fives. I got a four. Ah, I use my might, and they also don't play the mission. They always play to kill. <laughs> yeah, and I just I want am, to kill people. I'm mean, like, man, you have to, to to make the mission, make the objectives, and they are oh yeah, but they want to to kill. They just want to kill. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine because this community is 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 pretty strong. It's pretty good. They just want to play, you know. Uh, I read some many of the comments, and some people they are like, "That looks very friendly." Uh, that's that's pretty good because I have seen uh, 4K tournaments where people are too competitive and are mm -hmm. like very. I don't know what to word to use, but are pretty. Like, like tense, like uh, people getting yeah, angry, or yeah, 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 tense. And and here, every everyone was very, very chill, very chill, very chill. Um well, it sounds it sounds fantastic. I'm really glad to hear that a new community's uh, fri thriving. And whereabouts in Mexico are you? Because there's a chance that there might be someone else in uh, Mexico who who is listening here who doesn't I'm, know that there's a community there. Okay, I'm from Mexico City. Uh, the, the 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 main city in my country, but in Merida is on, on the south near Cancun. Uh, there are uh, players, and uh, Guadalajara in Jalisco has another small community. But here in the in the city where I am, I can tell you there are like uh, thirty people playing this. Some oh, well, some of them couldn't be on the tournament because it was on. Uh, Sunday and they are well, like no Sunday I have my family I have uh, stuff to you know so that was only for 14 people and well we have uh, Goblin Town we have three Isengard Afni of Thor Iron Hills Fifthgum Tuka Samdum's players Rohan Angmar Sterling's Moria and, and Fangor and the the player with uh, Fangor. Uh, I told him one day before, hey, one uh, one of my guys dropped and we need another one. Would you like to come? He, he Fletcher was like, hell yes. And I just explained the game under one hour. <laughs> and he wow. won. He won <laughs> one, one game. He won one game. 
Amazing. Well, it, it's, it sounds amazing. And I'm really glad that you've been able to have a chat with me because it, it turns out also that um, that you have been featured and will be featured again on the Warhammer community page. You're not just a, a gamer and organiser of tournaments. You're an you're a, a excellent painter. I've seen the Saruman. Oh, thank it's you. Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I like to paint. Uh, the, actually, the Saruman on the Warhammer community, I painted on there four hours. Four. Four hours, wow. Four hours, yeah. Uh, my Goblin Town on there four. I, I'm pretty uh, quick. I, I relate a lot in, in contrast, but contrast is more like uh, to paint fast. Uh, yeah. you, can, you can paint fast, but if you have a well-known of painting, you can make total uh, good stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, it shows because that that um, that Saruman is a fantastic um, rendition of the model. And yeah. I'm guessing uh, what what's the one that uh, what should we be looking out for? What's the one that's going to be featured soon? Is it the Goblin Town you mentioned? The the, the Goblin King for my Goblin Town. I'm pretty excited because I I submit a picture and I thought I wasn't going to win a one because uh, it's an alternative scheme, you know. And I was Ooh. like, wow, uh, my blues uh, Goblin King won. Um, I, I, people at my store, I always try them to, to teach how to, to paint, you know? Uh, I give uh, uh, classes for free, you know? Fantastic. I teach for free. I don't, I don't uh, charge any to, to learn how to, to, to paint because my, my, my project, my store, is to be like like one of the community, you know. I'm not I'm not here for the money. I'm here for the hobby. Amazing. Well, Ismail, it sounds fantastic. And um, just give, tell, give a shout out to your store. What's your store called? Caravanas de Ismail. There you go. Uh, Caravana de Ismail. I think I said uh, Ixmil that right. Caravan. Uh, yeah. Caravan. Oh, amazing. Well, there you go. Um, if you're ever in Mexico City, uh, look look down uh, Caravan de Ixmil, the Ixmil's Caravan, and also uh, have a shout out for Ixmil here, who's setting up his own community and uh, building a huge community in a place that ha- we, we understand hasn't had a big SPG community before. So thank you very much for coming on the podcast, Ixmil. It's been a pleasure to hear from you. Thanks to you. Uh, I'm very happy you, you picked me to talk about my community. Lovely to hear from Ixmil in Mexico there. What a lovely chap he was. And congratulations on establishing such a uh, a vibrant community in Mexico. Uh, It's really great to hear from new communities. So uh, if you know of a place across the world perhaps uh, wherever it is um, about a new community that's springing up maybe you've just set up the first tournament in I don't know Cambodia or the first tournament in uh, uh, somewhere in Africa or wherever it is if you're listening somehow um, uh, to the Entmoot podcast get in touch with me entmootpodcast at gmail.com I'd love to give you a shout out and tell people about your uh, thriving community across the world because it's just great to hear hear the game success across all different corners of the globe so with that in mind, let's return back to another corner of the globe, to Australia, to the Entmoot tournament. We heard all the lists earlier on in the podcast. Uh, I think, I don't know how many lists there were, dozens of them. Uh, now, let's find out who came out on top. And we're joined by Paul Collins. Hello and welcome to Entmoot. Thanks, Harry. Glad to be here. Oh, well, thank you very much for joining us. It's uh, it's a strange one, this one, because we've got Entmoot within Entmoot. It's, or, or is it... Entmoot within Entmoot, I don't know. Uh, whichever one is within whichever one, it's exciting because uh, this is the first tournament I've heard of called Entmoot, so I just had to feature it on the podcast. And Paul, 
you're the winner, is that right? It is. It is right. I am the winner. <laughs> Not sure how exactly, <laughs> but uh, yes, I am. Well, that's exciting. Okay, so well, first of all, let's find out a little bit about you. Um, are you a are you a really competitive gamer? When did you get into the game? What sort of I, I guess are you a hobbyer or a gamer? Tell me all about it, and then we'll talk about your list. Sure. Well. Um, so I've been gaming or wargaming for twenty plus years. Um, I only got into Middle Earth SBG about nine months ago. Um, oh. Yeah, I um I played a, a series of games that are similar, but um, this is my first um, foray into the Middle Earth um, gaming community. Um, so I, I picked up the box set. Oh, I guess it would be September last year, the Battle Pelennor Fields box set, and I've been um, painting a few few models and I've uh, been to a couple of tournaments now. So um, I'm really enjoying it. So you got in during the throes of, of COVID, I'm guessing. So nine months ago is slap bang in the middle of sort of lockdowns and all that sort of stuff. So so you, have you been itching to get out gaming? I know it's different in Australia to it is here in the UK. Yeah, we've been really fortunate um, to not have um, too many um, lockdowns and, and t- too many issues in the last few months in Sydney. Um, we did have a period where there was sort of no gaming at all, um, but that ended just prior to... Uh, me sort of getting into Middle Earth um, or into uh, strategy battle game. Um, so compared to the rest of the world, we've been incredibly fortunate. Um, but yeah, we're, uh, we, we've had a few tournaments now in Sydney since then. So we've been very lucky. Amazing. Um, what got you into um, strategy battle game then? Was it was it the Lord of the Rings appeal or was it the the gaming? What what pulled you in or was it just a friend? Um, I've always been interested in the Lord of the Rings. So I've seen the movies so many times now. Um, a few of my a few people I know and a few friends play played it, and I'd sort of um, never really, for whatever reason, got into it. So. Um, you know, I, I'm also a, a keen painter, um, so I enjoy the the painting and the hobby side of thing and it, side of things. And it sounded like another opportunity to to try something different and to paint some new figures. So all those sort of things came together. Um, fantastic, fantastic. And and you chose, I'm guessing, based on the uh, the box set. Um, was it was it that, that that inspired you to choose this army? Um, a, a little, yeah. I did. I did start with um, a Mordor army um, based based around some Moranans and some, some standard orcs um, and I've only just finished painting my uh, Rohan forces so that's what inspired me to run them at the tournament um, and, and I guess as you say they came in the box set so <laughs> it was a good start. Yeah. It's an easy start, isn't it? Okay, so w- without much further ado, we have touched on this earlier on, but people won't remember exactly which uh, which list uh, goes with which name. So just give us a quick summary of, of what is in your winning list. Okay, so I took um, Riders of Theoden, the legendary legion, and I've got Theoden, um, and I thought what better force for him to lead than a bunch of Royal Guard. So he, in his warband, has four Royal Guard with horses and throwing spears, I've got gambling for his magic uh, cloth, mm-hmm. and he has yeah. um, five riders of Rohan, but two of those have got spears. And finally, I've got Elfhelm with four more royal guard. 
and and this is interesting. And, and just there's a as a, a, spe- a special rule for this tournament, which involves uh, you kind of giving special bonuses. Who did you give those special bonuses to, and what were they? Yeah, so I um, there was there was two different sort of bonuses that came into play. One of them was in the list construction, so I gave gambling an extra point of fate. Um, Great choice. Yeah, I was the only one in the in the tournament to to choose fate. Um, I'm not sure if it was the right decision or not, but um, I sort of figured if I ran into a, a siege engine or something like that, it might keep me might keep him on the board a little longer. Um, well, there's a couple of things as well. I mean, you know, an extra defense if you want your heroes to be more survivable. An extra defense isn't always useful because depending on the how much defense you are and the strength of the opponent, it might not actually change the dice roll. So, I think a fate at least always gives you at least a fifty percent chance of saving that wound no matter what. So that's not bad. No, I, that, that's right. That's, that was my that was my theory as well. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. And there was another one as well. You didn't. You get a special bonus for something else. Is that yeah, right? once per game, your leader can call a free heroic action, even if he's got no might points left. Um, and it's slightly different for good or evil armies. But for the good army, it was um, all models within three inches at the start of the phase could improve their strength or their defense by one. Not bad. Not mm. bad for for Rohan. I, I like this idea. So. Um, Interestingly, during the list review uh, earlier on in the podcast, we had two um, uh, Riders of Theoden lists. Um, And I believe, unless I'm mistakenly remembering it, I believe I thought yours was the better one because you went with with, uh, gambling rather than Aemir. And at these points, 500 points, I think you get slightly more models. I think it's... uh, Or it might be the same models, but you uh, you just feel like you get a lot more uh, bang for your buck. Um, so I, I, I liked the, this list this better. Um, what were you hoping to achieve? I guess what were you hoping to come up against, and how were you thinking this army would work throughout the tournament? Um, I wasn't in. I wasn't sure. Um, I, I'd, I've actually never used the army prior to the tournament, um, <laughs> so I didn't really have any um, any background or any 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 expert. I love it. Was this beginners complete beginners look? <laughs> I've played a few games, um, but yes, I've never used this army before. Um, yeah, <laughs> so I I, I I have been sort of thinking about it and listening to a few podcasts and. Um, including your fine one, um, to to oh, to, well, to try and pick you. up some tips and the the green. Well, I, d- I doubt you'll be getting much uh, many tips off me to be honest. <laughs> the green dragon did a, a great um, episode on cavalry um, that included a, another yes. Sydney player, um, Andrew, a, a bit of a cavalry expert, and there were some some good tips mm-hmm. in there that I was able to 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 incorporate into my game. Um, Okay. Okay. So, so you you didn't have a were you were you sort of worried about f- coming up against any specific armies or, or 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 did you have a kind of vague strategy that okay this is what I'm going to do I'm going to send I don't know all the heroes in smash get her at combat straight away call death all that sort of stuff or were you th- planning more of a kind of skirmishy um, you know a, a kind of vibe or, or what kind of what kind of strategy did you think of when you came into the game or did it vary depending on the who you were up against my. Uh, my, my initial strategy um, going into the tournament was to try and um, do some shooting as I approached or as I, I moved into the game. Um, and, and that worked very well, but not in the way I expected it to. <laughs> I, um, 
I had right. assumed that my my five Royal Guard with bow would do some damage, sort of in a skirmish type role from a distance. Um, yeah, sorry, the riders. The riders, sorry, the sorry riders. I beg your pardon. Um, but it turned out to be the the Royal Guard and their throwing spears that were the real the mm. real threat. I, I'd underestimated what sort of damage that um, eight or ten, in fact, um, throwing spears in the army could actually do. Um, and that was sort of one of the real surprises and, and one of the real strengths of the force was the, the damage that they can do sort of either just before charging or on the charge. Absolutely. So, so I mean, I, know, I don't want to go into de- too much detail because we can end up going uh, spending half an hour, 45 minutes talking through each match. But um, could you give a quick sort of headline summary of each um, opponent you played and what kind of... Um, sort of goings-ons there were I guess you know uh, were you up against any of the all hero armies for example because I thought they had some pretty tough things but I guess it depends on the objectives um, then they might not be so difficult to come up against yeah I, I fought two Isengard armies and one and okay. one um, is it called Black Riders the the, the Nazgul um, legendary oh, legend yeah, yeah, yeah. so yes I guess that one's a, an all hero army um, the first one was Uglux Scouts the um Yep. Yeah. Um, that, that looked like a scary one, that one as well. There were a lot of Uruk-hai in that army. It was a really scary force. Um, that was our first game, Reconnoiter. Um, and so so that was very different, for example, to the third game. There was, from memory, 32 models. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and um, so, so that one was an infantry force, clearly a very different um, game to the third game, which was the, the Black Riders. Um, so... In all the games, though, my, my tactics were um, quite similar. The, 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 um, the second match was against um, a, a more standard Isengard um, d- Defenders of Helm's Deep. No, no, sorry, Assault on Helm's yeah, Deep. With the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Isengard don't tend to defend Not very it, often. Uh, that, that was the one with a couple of ballistas, wasn't it? It had, it, it it had it one ballista and one um, yeah. bomb team. Bomb yeah. team, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's... A, Pretty thematic matches, really, um, which mm. I was very thankful for. But both of those were sort of yeah. quite haughty, um, with some strength three bows in the the scouts and some strength four crossbows in the ballista. So my approach was pretty much the same to try and get in as quickly as possible um, with a combination of the the fight five royal guard and the and the heroes, um, and that worked pretty well. Um, yeah. I- I'm just just sorry. I just wondered about the the uh, attack. The um, sorry, the Black Riders. They uh, they have obviously all these special black darts that you can channel, and and it can sound quite scary to face up against, especially with a cavalry army that's you know potentially you could lose all your horses um, within a couple of turns. But did that happen? I mean, or, or was it a bit uh, less well less aggressive on their part? Um. That that was probably the, the the toughest. That was the final game, um, and my opponent had five riders. You, you you've been through the lists, but um, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll I think yeah. You go on. What I'll, I'll find. Yeah, it was um, the Witch King plus four other um, Nazgul. Oh, yeah. um, I got lucky in that game. I I made a quite a big mistake early on. I um, had actually planned to do some shooting with the, the throwing spears to try and remove some of the horses um, and to skirmish from a distance with the archers. Um, and that proved to be the wrong decision because as soon as the um, 
the the black riders are unpressured and can um you know uh, shoot black darts or tran- channel transfixes they're incredibly deadly and i'd sort of yeah i can imagine uh, sorry i can imagine at, sh- at a 12 inch range um five black darts a turn is is more powerful and more potent than um eight throwing spears absolutely and and that's exactly what ended up happening i pushed very hard with elf film on one flank um and he was channel transfixed and um trapped and destroyed on i think it was turn two and the the the, the game was actually completely um slipping away from me at that point um it was at that point that I, I started to win uh, the uh, series of heroic moves um, and I, I went from losing, I think, five or six um, Royal Guard on the trot plus a hero um, to... On the trot, yeah. great pun there. Yeah. <laughs> Apologies, it's getting late here, so terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible punnage on, no, no, on my behalf. Is, that, that is a big tick. That is a big uh, tick for me. <laughs> um, to, to me, winning every single heroic move um, from then on. So the Black Riders were unable to cast any spells because I kept winning the, the roll-off. Um, uh, and, the yeah, the, the Royal Guard equal in fight to the the riders and and um managed to to quarter them did you um uh, it was andrew that you were facing against andrew miller wasn't it uh, did you did you did he sort of take out any of your horses um like snowmane or uh, Fairden's horse or any of the other horses um with the black darts because um there's new faq which seems to make that a lot easier um uh, by, by he did it. he took out gambling's horse very early um, yeah. But uh, he, he mainly spent his black darts, uh, which I think was the right the right call, taking down riders, uh, taking down royal guards. Sorry, yeah. yeah. So I lost four or five royal guard to, to black darts, and I really thought I was out of the game completely. I, yeah, I suppose the difficult decision there, isn't it? Because he's only got um, he hasn't got ec- much extra will on any of these. It was only nine will, wasn't it? So uh, I, I guess you kind of go, well, if I'm spending a couple of will on a, a dart and I'm wounding on a three plus. Um, I might as well go for the Royal Guard themselves rather than taking out horses um, for heroes and stuff. But but yeah, that, that's really interesting. And and you quartered him in the end and, and, and won. Was it an objective game? It was Fog of War. Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. yes. Um, yeah, so you have to kill one of their heroes. They have to kill one of yours and terrain and all that stuff. That's right, that's right. Um, so I, I ended up getting the terrain piece because I marched a, a rider of Rohan over to it and... Um, I killed the, his hero and um, the, the Witch King died. Um, oh. Yeah. So, but it was so well, a lot closer you, than... It was a lot on. closer than that, that score sort of, sort of suggested. It uh, really was all going against me early on. Oh, dear. Well, it, it, I mean, so generally the, the, the army... I mean, I, like I say earlier, we, we thought this was probably the better of the two um, Riders of Rohan ar- uh, armies. But uh, generally, do you, did, did everything go well? What, what would you do differently? And, and would you change anything in that list that we've talked about um, if, if you wanted to try and maybe do this tournament again? Or maybe, uh, uh, and also as a supplementary question, what would you do to, to get the extra 100 points in for a 600-point army list? Okay, so the things that went really well were the Royal Guard were um, were devastating. Um, when they could get yep. the charge off, they they really they really did take down enemy troops um, very very well. And being that their um, bodyguard that worked really well against the Black Riders because they could essentially charge them without any test at all. Um, Thaden and Gambling worked really well. Um, 
the ability to have a, a might point every turn at the end of the game from gambling's banner was really powerful. Um, yeah. I think I wouldn't... If I was going to go with such an elite force, I, I would have swapped out the remaining five riders for more Royal Guard. Um, I'm not sure that the bows sort of brought anything to the to the to the game that um, more throwing spears and Royal Guard wouldn't bring. Um, yeah, so you might end up losing one rider or something like that to get a couple of uh, you know four extra. Uh, Royal Guard or something like that so if you had I don't know 12 Royal Guard in total as opposed to uh, 13 rider, uh, uh, Riders and Royal Guard mixed so yeah that, that that would probably work I don't know the exact maths on that but that it, it seems sensible but it's interesting though because I'd imagine it depends what you're coming up against but I'd have thought the Uruk Scouts um, would it would have been useful with the, the bows there but I guess with only 5 you may be hitting 2 and then wounding one in three times or something like that. So I guess it's not not all that effective. Yeah, I think that's that's a fair summary. And the, and the scouts had five bows or, or six bows as well. Um, what really worked was um, my opponent got really unlucky with the uh, reinforcement roll. So only half of his army came on, I think, for the first two turns. Um, so the the orc, the Grishnak's um uh, warband yeah. sort of arrived a little bit late to the party and his might sort of really would have helped early on with with the numbers of the orcs so um you know it's it it was a sort of strange sort of a game um yeah what what do you think was the best move you pulled off in the course of the tournament oh gosh um don't know. Um, I one thing that was memorable was um, tying up the bomb team by keeping its um, crew members in combat. So I, yeah. the, the first time I played against the bomb team, but um, I read that they couldn't uh, they couldn't detonate if they were in combat. So I kept guys into the into the crew fighting the crew. Um, so that they were unable to drop the bomb and, and light the fuse. Um, I guess that was the the best thing I pulled off in the tournament. And that, and you know, you make it sound very easy, but that that isn't always very easy to do because that you know, with a huge horde of urukai surrounding you and a bomb team uh, in in a de- sort of potentially causing uh, a lot of dead riders, it's it's not always easy to get into the right spot to guarantee that you've got enough. Uh, of those that bomb team engaged without them then going well actually I've still got one guy left to explode everything and completely ruin that engagement yeah and 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 credit to my opponent he had it right at the at the right place so it was just behind the line um you know so that at the time I engaged they could sort of sneak through and drop the bomb um I was able to wrap some royal guard around the flank of the Uruk force and sort of throw myself into the ballista and the um, the bomb team at the same time and sort of trap them. I think again, it was with a successful heroic move roll off. Um, but I guess that's that's one of the advantages of cavalry. You've really got that extra distance and you've got the ability to pick your your fights and your targets that an infantry force can't do quite as well. 
Absolutely. Okay. Well, that's it's fascinating hearing because obviously we we delved into all of these armies throughout the course of the podcast, and and you know the one you didn't come up against the one that I reckoned would be the toughest armies to to face, and that was the Kazadum one with the uh, I, I think I said that anyway uh, the shield bearer, Durin, five Hearthguard, four Volt Wardens, three Iron Guard, and five Warriors. There's loads of dwarves there. I, I just wondered what what would you do against some, an army like that? Did you get did you see them or or were there any other armies that you thought i'm glad i didn't get to face them yeah I, I, that that did look like a horrifying proposition um i've never fought against a cause doom list either um i, yeah. I guess defense seven everywhere yeah well I, I guess the only the only chance you've really got is um to, to to do what i did all tournament which was get the strength four on the charge um guard and mm. then strength five um heroes into them and uh, and try and crack through them hope for the best yeah um the the other the list that I thought was really good was the Candish list. Um, oh yeah, that was the other one I liked as well. Yeah, um, that was Andrew's list, and there was also a Moria list with a Watcher, um, which looked terrifying. Um, yeah, I think that that would have had a real, um, a, a real devastating effect on you because you, with a lowish numbers, it would just whip straight into the Royal Guard, pull it in, kill that. Whip straight into another Royal Guard, pull it in, and you soon you'd you'd be overwhelmed by the rest of the goblin army so that that's an interesting one and and i guess the um andrew commons uh candish and um, kings on chariot chief on chariot those are things that you do not want to be facing as riders of rohan because they will destroy your horses and then everything else will just swarm over you so yeah it does sound like you you um, missed a couple of uh, uh well uh, nasty armies there but that that does shouldn't take away from your victory you've done amazing stuff uh, with this with this really well uh, good army it's a very balanced list that you've written as well i really like the balance of uh, having a bit of shooting and having a bit of uh, heavy stuff uh, with the royal guard and the um, uh, elf helm and the combination heroes i thought it was the 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 pro choice and um, with that in mind are you going to take it forward to another tournament are you going to build on it or are you just going to ditch it and go for something else um, I'd, I'd like to get another <laughs> at least another tournament out of it i think um yeah. I, I think i think i'd like to add a few more heroes and a few more royal guard and maybe try and run it at 750 um which is our other other sort mm. of points level um you asked yeah, what what would you add? I'd, I'd like to add Dernhelm, such a iconic character mm. and, and such a um, a cool hero. I, th- I think that would be a, a good add. Um, and I've got um, AMR painted up, so he would have to go in the force as well to have have all the family together. Um, and I, I'd, I'd be looking to add some more Royal Guard. I think. Yeah, I think that that's probably a good choice. I mean, you you probably won't get a lot in extra for uh, at six fifty, but seven fifty you might get Dernhelm and, and and a whole kind of contingent of Royal Guard. You know, maybe even five or something like that. I, I can't do the math, but that sounds about <laughs> right for another two hundred and something points. Yeah. You get Dernhelm another hero and maybe fit five or six Royal Guard with with spears, and then you've truly got a mega list. And um, and and at that point, I think it is it is getting probably at the peak of its powers. But either way, it shows that, that there's there's life yet in in uh, Gambling's banner and Theoden and the rest of the riders because it's uh, it's another win for the riders of Theoden. Even though everyone has kind of dismissed, or not everyone, but many people have dismissed um, the Gambling nerf, uh, the banner taking a, a hit and not giving everyone might back. Um, it just shows that there's still power there and it's still uh, well a good army in the right hands. Clearly. I don't know about that, but it's certainly um, <laughs> it's certainly <laughs> nice to have might at the end of the game, um, and that's what he gives you, even if it's only one single point. Um, I think I think he's a long way from being nerfed. He's um, yeah. I- 
Yeah, I, th- I think it's crazy to think that. It's, and even, you know, at 500-point army, um, you, the, the games are generally going to be less long. So, you, you know, you, you st- but you're still getting value out of it. You know, maybe at 750, you, you've sort of spent your might uh, earlier on because you're trying to do lots of crazy stuff early on and you might have more time at the end. But, but yeah, it, clearly it's it's still a powerful uh, mechanic. And just having a banner for, you know, that, and I think that was one of the main things is um, with the other list, uh, which had Aonair in instead, you didn't get the banner. And I think having a any banner um, and a magical banner at that is is always a good choice so it sounds like it's it's done really well which I'm, I'm glad to hear Paul. Yeah and maybe if I can just touch on that for one sec I, I think people underestimate the, the guy that's holding the, the magic cloth he's still he's a sworn yeah. protector with heroic defence you know defence yeah. six on a horse he's still very hard to take down so a, a banner on a on a, um, on a hero is always a good thing in my opinion yeah, absolutely. He shouldn't be sniffed at, should he? I mean, he's got two attacks plus a banner. Um, not particularly impressive fight value, but um, you know, like you say, he's he's he can pack a bit of a punch. Certainly enough to take out a couple of troops, and he's durable. And especially uh, with the clever choice of giving him the the sort of army bonus uh, of an extra point of fate for this tournament only. That's a great um, that's a great thing, I guess. Um, just one final thing, and um, before I uh, before I forget the the those um, bonuses, the one to- the tournament one, obviously giving him the fate. Um, but also the other one, the sort of special bonus. Did you get to use those, and and did they make a difference? Did did they kind of push it over the edge, or were they really kind of superficial? Um, I, I used it in every game. I, I called death, death, death in every game, and I used the special bonus in every game. Um, I couldn't mm-hmm. tell you <laughs> what difference they made, but um, there was you know just even having Thade and having a plus one strength was significant um, in the you know in the turn of my choice. So I definitely made use of it. I, mm-hmm. I, can't remember exactly sort of what it added um but i was able to get it off in every game which was which was really good that's interesting okay well brilliant well uh, paul thanks very much for coming on and and having a sort of whistle stop tour uh, through the entmoot tournament i'm glad to hear that uh, you were successful in the uh, in the tournament um bravo and uh, hopefully uh, good good sort of tidings for the future thanks very much harry appreciate um, the opportunity to talk with you so there you go, that's the Entmoot Tournament winner. Well done, well done to Paul there. Uh, it's fantastic to uh, hear from another tournament win, another tournament down in uh, Australia that's going so well. And and with that, that brings pretty much the episode to a close. So uh, a few parish notices. Number one, uh, thank you very much to all of my patron supporters. Um, patrons get uh, early access to this podcast. Um, they should have had this for at least 24 hours before you guys get it. Um, also, uh, they get access to a prize draw um, and also free dice, uh, some Entmoot and Buraram dice, which is all really exciting. They get sent out to uh, uh, new uh, subscribers, and I'll be sending some out very soon, actually. Um, and also, T-shirts are available as well, Entmoot T-shirts, uh, just like the ones I wear in the YouTube channel as well. And talking of the YouTube channel, uh, since I last did a podcast, uh, I put up a couple of videos on the YouTube channel. Um, I've just painting tutorials. I haven't done a few of them in a while. Uh, some elves and uh, Gildor as well and um, so if you uh, fancy having a little bit of company uh, maybe a little inspiration five minutes while sat on the loo something like that and <laughs> watch those uh, maybe be inspired to paint some elves or maybe get some inspiration for uh, whatever your uh, project is at the moment uh, I always think those sorts of painting tutorials are probably less for actual tutorials because I'm not an amazing painter um, but uh, maybe they will help uh, inspire you in some way shape or form I'll just give you maybe a little tip here or there um, what else have I got I've also got lots of exciting content coming on the YouTube channel 
Um, I've basically, uh, for a while, I've been building up in the background um, lots of different uh, things uh, built around one theme. I haven't uh, done it all uh, or finished it all yet, um, and they'll all be sort of edited and uh, put together in the coming weeks. Um, but if you are excited for battle reports, there'll be one of those coming very soon um, because uh, restrictions are starting to ease here soon. Um, and also uh, some terrain, some uh, big terrain project I've been working on, uh, and some little terrain things as well. That's all really exciting. Um, and also um, some more painting tutorials as well. So we've got a nice variety of, of new content coming on battle games in middle earth on youtube so do hit that subscribe button on youtube hit subscribe to the entmoot podcast get in touch with your answers to the riddle in the dark entmoot podcast at gmail.com or any other comments uh, you'd like and also if you do want to support me uh, on patreon uh, just head over to patreon that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash battle games in middle earth and uh, that just supports the content i do it pays for the uh, the sort of um uh, the what's it called fun uh, the no, is it feed? I don't know. I can't even think of the, the hosting. That's right. The hosting for the podcast, uh, which is amazing uh, and also helps me uh, in- improve stuff and encourages me to get new stuff. And of course, you get all the prizes as well. Uh, I believe the last winner of a prize was Reiner uh, uh, Mikula, I believe, or it might have been uh, someone since then. I put, Forgive me if I've forgotten your name. Uh, either way, winner of Dine and uh, Thorin Stonehelm, which is very exciting, which uh, is cool. They're cool new models. So uh, with that in mind, uh, that's about it for the next uh, this episode. Uh, in the coming episode, episodes of the podcast we will have the return of games yes that's right people are allowed to meet inside very soon here in the uk uh, so very excited to uh, to do all that and to uh, play a game and we will have the return of scenarios on the podcast it'll be the seen unseen scenarios here on Entmoot with the continuation of the request of the ring bearer uh, with Tim so uh, hopefully uh, if you haven't heard that already go back to October sometime and we uh, did a podcast on that at the first few scenarios and we'll get the next three four five maybe uh, scenarios filmed uh, recorded uh, and uh, sort of get some feedback and talk about the scenarios with that in mind thank you very much for listening to another episode of Entmoot. Boo-ra-rum! Boo-ra-rum.